This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. ¿Qué tal amigos? Les habla el cero miedo de la lucha libre, Pentagon Junior, para mandar un saludo a todos mis amigos de este podcast, y ya saben, puro cero miedo. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode 132. Still creeped out every time I turn around because Nia Jax is staring at me. I'm Nick Howell. And I am the Sir Experience, Ian Experience, Dangerous Experience, coming to you from the new... <laughs> An improved Danger Cave experience, and welcome to the show. That you know that joke is probably old and dead by this point in the week, but I'm still going to go with it because, by God, oh Nick, it was the superstar shakeup this week, and uh, wow, what a my my insides are shook. Things I'll tell I, you am, that. I am shook. I am shook by the superstar shakeup over in WWE this week. That is kind of, that is our big story this week. That's basically what we're going to be talking about. Pretty much this entire show is the superstar shake up and uh, all of the ramifications that that entails there were a lot of uh, moves and shakings and things that happened um, including name changes teams getting broken up people going to different brands all kinds of madness but Nick before we get into that we should probably do a little bit of housekeeping and then yes. uh, and then discuss all those things. Well, as always, guys, we we love all of our people that hang out with us in Facebook. You should too. Head over to facebook.com, search for Busted Wide Open, send us a join request to the Busted Wide Open discussion group. Get in there for weekly threads on all of our WWE shows, discussions, all of that stuff, live chats for every pay-per-view and much much more. You can also find us on Twitter at BWO Podcast, YouTube at youtube.com/c/bustedwideopen. And of course, our patrons. We absolutely love our patrons. Cannot say thank you enough. But if you'd like to get in on some of that hot action, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Check out our awesome reward tiers where you can submit listener questions, get copies of show notes, bonus episodes every month, all kinds of good stuff at patreon.com slash BWO. Ian, I'm, I'm, I'm really tore up, honestly. There's a lot of things that happened this week that genuinely upset me. I'm still tore but, up the fact that you just invited our listeners to hot action over on Patreon. Yes. That's that's disturbing. Mm, but yes, hot action. There was de- there was definitely a lot of stuff this week that was questionable decision wise. I think uh, you and I in our in our pre show breakdown we were we were figuring stuff out before we pressed record here. We said the theme for the show this week is going to be why. 
Yeah. A lot of a lot of why this week. But before we get into the why, we have some things that we need to discuss over in the big news. So I think Sasha Banks is also getting a name change to the Sasha Experience. <laughs> oh God. Well, there's definitely been and it's definitely been an experience for Sasha going into and coming out of WrestleMania. In fact, I would say her entire main roster career uh, has been a bit of a ride. Not exactly all good, but then again, that seems to be kind of a a common thing for for NXT call-ups. We found out this week, this is a bit of an older story. This has been going on since just post-WrestleMania, but it's been developing and we really couldn't give it time last week. Uh, Sasha Banks has apparently gone AWOL to the point where she is now being, quote, given time off from WWE, both TV and creative and the schedule and everything to figure out what she wants to do. Um, There have been a bunch of conflicting reports as far as the timeline for all of this and what exactly went down, uh, including things that were that got out there into the world and then were later disproven. Um, but the bottom line came down to the, the things that we do know to be fact are that Sasha was unhappy with the fact that she was uh, booked to lose the tag belts along with Bailey to the Iconics at WrestleMania, largely because they had they had just fought all year to have them even be made backstage and won them and then lost them essentially in their first title defense. After they went on this world tour to all the different brands and saying, we're going to defend them across all brands. Nope, lost them at WrestleMania. Yeah. So so basically she apparently was upset by that and had unfollowed WWE and Vince McMahon on Twitter and then went and followed, well, I think, AEW. <laughs> and Cody and the Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega. <laughs> Um, and she has been AWOL ever since, except for some fairly uh, uh, obtuse tweets. But, um, you know, some of them, I think, damage control, like pictures of her with the Iconics and talking about women's wrestling and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, so there were some reports out there. Ryan Satin uh, tweeted that there was a report that Sasha and Bailey were on the locker room floor afterwards being loud and complaining on the, uh, and at the hotel in the hallways, lying on the floor, and complaining loudly about losing the title belts. that He later backtracked on that as Ryan Satin is wont to do because, you know, that's just that's Ryan Satin. He's ex-TMZ, so take everything he says with a grain of salt. Um, actually, his backtrack was pretty classic. He said, uh, I never said that they laid on the floor for the rest of the show. Never said it was a protest. Never said it was an issue with the Iconics. These are assumptions people have made based on the info I tweeted. Of course, his tweet was, they were on the floor after the match, being loud and in the hotel. Anyway, so long story short, we don't know exactly what their behavior was after losing the belts. We do know that they were disappointed. And this is actually, we, I want to talk about this before we get into the rest of our show, because this is kind of speaking to a much larger issue here. Um, and that is people actually are kind of mad at Sasha right now. There's a lot of people online who are mad at Sasha for being mad about her title belts being taken off of her at WrestleMania. Are you mad at Sasha? Uh, well, I want to, I want to break it down a little bit before giving my opinion. Okay. And I want to, I want to kind of look at both sides of this and I want to hear your opinion as well. Sure. Obviously, Nick, um, because there, there really are two lines of thought here. And one line of thought is, is she being entitled 
and acting out and being bratty when she has been handed so much. And the other is they've been screwing her over since she came to the main roster and she has every right to be upset. And there are, frankly, there are cases to be made for both arguments. You know, there, uh, you definitely don't hear a lot about other people complaining in the way that she has complained and she has, she has been very vocal and she's known for being very emotional about uh, how she is booked and how she is perceived. But at the same time, that's no different than dozens and dozens of wrestling superstars throughout history who have, you know, grasped at the brass ring, yeah. whether through political means or throwing tantrums and, you know, running riot backstage and using politics to their advantage. Um, and if you really look at the breakdown of how she has been booked on the main roster, I would argue, and this is me inserting my opinion here, I would argue that she might have a point because she has by and large been used to put other people over. She, her title reigns, and she has had, she's had title reigns, she's had a lot of firsts. She's been, you know, the first Hell in a Cell, main event of pay-per-views, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, woman's match in Saudi Arabia. But uh, she has also been misused in a lot of those ways where she has lost the title immediately after winning it. She's never, she has had a hard time defending titles. They've stripped her of them fairly, fairly quickly after her winning them. And this was another case of that with the tag belts. Um, and in the case of the tag belts themselves, if you look at how those were treated, she does have a kind of a case there too to be upset where she and Bailey initially, the, the thought was that they were going to have the tag team, the women's tag team belts at Evolution. And they actually stopped a program with Sasha versus Bailey uh, back at the, at the summer of last year. And it stopped it out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they were tag teaming up, and everything was cool. And we were questioning it at the time, and then you know I found out that they actually had had those tag titles made. The women's tag titles were made, and the initial idea was to give it to them at Evolution. Well, then that didn't happen, and instead we had them all year in a meaningless tag team fighting against the Riot Squad just to kill time. And then they finally got it done. They finally got the belts a couple of months ago. Uh, randomly, without even a whole lot of hoopla, it's just, okay, we're going to throw it on this show. And then at WrestleMania, they lose them to the Iconics. Which, let me be clear, I love the fact that the Iconics have those belts. I think the Iconics are a great team to have them. I didn't pick the Iconics to win at WrestleMania because I thought it was too soon to take the belts off of Sasha and Bayley, and they needed a signature win to cement the fact that they were the first holders of those tag belts. So it didn't make sense to me either, frankly. So that's... I haven't really gotten too much into it, but that's kind of where I'm at with it is I, I feel like Sasha has a definite point. She has been misused for, you know, a top female talent by the WWE. The fact that they haven't even let her be heel yet with her character, essentially being a heel character and them writing the, the good feelings coming out of NXT about her as the only reason to keep her face has made no sense for four years. And her stop start booking has been bizarre to say the least. So I think she does have a point. Now I don't, personally know if her backstage behavior is being bratty and entitled because we don't know we don't have any definitive answers about that but in the absence of that i would be forced to say that she might have a point this is kind of bs and you know if she can explore their options and possibly find something that will make her happier maybe it's a good thing for her how do you feel about this nick so I know you guys, we're not live right now. Um, you guys can't see me, but Ian, you can see me and testify that I am taking my wrestling fan hat off and I am putting my business hat on. Yes, okay? you are indeed. Yes, it's a very, very handsome hat. 
Vince McMahon owns an ant farm. Let's let's d- let's <laughs> let's dumb this down okay. for a second, okay? okay? You signed a contract. You entered into a business arrangement to be a performer and entertainer at the whims of the discretion of Vince McMahon. Period. He can do whatever he wants to with you within the confines of how he can book you, I should say it that way. He can yeah. book you however he wants to tell this grand story that is WWE that we love and talk about every single week. Ian, in my opinion, professionally, everything you kind of just said is somewhat irrelevant. Does it suck for wrestling fans? Yes. But at the end of the day, what matters is that she entered into a business arrangement with Vince McMahon and the WWE. And regardless of what we all think about her being misused, it doesn't matter. It's, is he, does he favor Charlotte? Obviously. Obviously. And, and one of the and big any other blonde. About, one of the big things that came out over the last week or so was, you know, uh, Sasha would put up these posts and then immediately tear them down. And they were a lot of it was, you know, being fake, having a name, and having big boobs. It was obvious jabs at Charlotte. And so, at the end of the day, that's I understand being upset, throwing tantrums, and having having emotional responses and things like that. Being frustrated is no way to quote reach for the brass ring. But court. yeah, but as I said, though, it is something that, you know, look at look at the history of pro wrestling, whether it's and, and you can argue whether or not it's professional or not. But people like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage are all people who notoriously would throw tantrums to get their way. And I, that's just that I'm, I'm scratching the surface. Uh, you know, a lot of the hugest wrestlers in history were tantrum throwers and people who would stir up stuff just to get their way. Uh, so I don't think that this is exactly, you know, out of the character of a professional wrestler. Maybe in modern professional wrestling, yeah, I could I could agree with you. But in addition, this goes back to the John Oliver piece about them being independent contractors. Yes, it's it's Vince's world, and it's within Sasha's right to walk away from that world. And if that's what she is contemplating and doing right now, then again, more power to her. There are other options. And I would never put, frankly, put Sasha in the same conversation as Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, you know, of those. Well, she hasn't had the chance to yet, I would argue. They've been hamstringing her for a lot of of her career. Hamstringers. All the first that you rattled off. Four-time women's champion, NXT champion. She's had just about ever and first ever tag team champions. Come on. I, I look. I, we could sit here and, and be, oh, poor Sasha, poor you. That's not me, guys. That's not me at all. She has had all kinds of opportunities. She's had a, almost all of the firsts. She's been a, in, in or indirectly around almost all of them. Yeah. So, but at the same she's time, she's been largely part and responsible for this whole women's evolution thing. Agreed. And I think that there is a, there are seem to be when I look at her booking for the last four years, there almost seem to be two opposing forces working on Sasha Banks's career. Yeah, One, Bailey. One force. No, I'm saying one force that seems to want her to get firsts and titles, and another that seems to want to undercut that and push her back down. And it's the strangest thing to watch her win titles, have them taken away the next night on Monday Night Raw, uh, hold them for a day or for four days. It's it's to the point where even other wrestlers will call it out in their promos or commentary will call it out. You know, well, Sasha can't can't retain. She can't defend titles. It's and that's not on her. That's on her booking, and that's a really weird thing 
to book someone as if you're in charge of the stories, right? And if you wanted to create someone who was a lasting character, and and this is going to be a theme this week, by the way, is why would you hamstring people who you want to see succeed? Well, so, I mean, throwing throwing tantrums and being you know petulant about it is is no way you're just going to burn bridges. Well, again, we and, don't have and, any don't actual that. proof that she's been throwing tantrums and screaming and crying on the ground like Christian circa 2002 or anything. But we don't know. But anyway, that is that's where we're at with Sasha right now. Obviously, a developing story. We will see, uh, and if more comes out about her actions backstage, Nick. Honestly, if you if we find out that. She was throwing things at the wall and screaming at people. Then I'm going to come over to your side Rock real Lesnar. quick on this. Yeah. What? <laughs> she hasn't thrown any title belts at Vince McMahon that I know of. But uh, yeah, I'll come around to your side real quick if I find out that she's being you know bratty and entitled. But uh, like I said, I think she has a point. The other big news for the week, uh, Nick, brace yourself. Brace yourself. Hold on. <gasps> Hold on. Because just over your shoulder in your camera view, I see a, a, a large poster uh, in fact, a stand-up about uh, a life-size stand-up that it's is taller than me. Yeah, it, well, it's the life-size Nia Jax shrine, the official busted wide open Nia Jax shrine. Yay! And we're going to need that shrine because the real-life Nia Jax is out for seven to nine months with ACL surgery. Oh, does that mean I can take it down? No, it doesn't. That means we need to keep it up to remind ourselves that Nia Jax is, in fact, a WWE superstar and she exists, and she'll be coming back. In about seven to nine months from having both of her her legs worked on, and she'll be back and better than ever and ready for more matches where she will show off her wrestling talents. Man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Seven to nine months, we'll we'll have our Naya back. I'm not kidding, guys. I'm five eleven, six foot right there on the six foot mark. She it's it's an inch or two taller than me. She's legit big. Yeah. <laughs> She's tall. It? Yeah, well, you know, and uh that that might be why the legs went. I'm not I don't know. I don't know what caused the injury. But uh, but yeah, Nia Jax injured both her legs out for seven to nine months. Whew. So yeah, I'll ha- we'll have to find other ways to keep her on the show, Nick. Besides just the shrine, I'm gonna I'm gonna brainstorm ways to keep Nia around for us. Maybe so, I'll maybe I'll find some T scope braces and put one on each of the legs of oh, the thing. How about oh, that? Oh, you're gonna or I could just I could wrap it in ace bandage. You're like gonna like like tape it up like Tiny Tim. Yeah. Oh, Lisa. No. Uh, please, sir, may I be on your show some more? Oh, that's it for the big news, guys. Uh, But the zaniness, the wackiness, and the crazy big happenings do not stop there. In fact, we are merely getting started. But to talk about that, we've got to head over and talk about Monday Night Raw. It's Superstar Shake-Up time! Yay! Yay! Superstar! Oh, it's just so many shake-ups. So much shaking up going on. There's a whole lot of shaking going on, baby. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Of course, that would be the honky-tonk man that I was imitating, just to clarify. Uh, (laughs) So this it was a weird week because it's hard to say that there was really any feuds or or like plot development going on because all of it was just, hey, so-and-so is in the impact zone or, or whatever, you know. Uh, or the as it were, so and so has come to Raw, so and so has come to SmackDown. So it's there's not a lot of plot, Nick. It's basically gonna be, we're gonna run down the show and kind of be like, well, so and so showed up and so and so's gone from Monday Night Raw. Um, there's a, there was a couple of little feuds, but for the most part, it was let's have some matches showcasing that so and so has come to Raw and or SmackDown this week. 
So I don't know. What do you think? Let's just run down who went where and go go bit by bit here and, and talk about the big moves. Well, I mean, it's it's hard not to talk about what happened at the at the top of Raw in the sense of, um, well, the top of Raw was was Shane and Stephanie coming out and announcing yeah. the shakeup, and then Miz coming out, and Miz is now on Raw. Yes, and that's what I, and Miz got busted open. Miz got I don't know busted, how <laughs> he got busted wide open, my friend. Oh, I don't know if he. It looked like one of those things where it looks like one of those blading ones where you hit yourself in the in the hair and it comes to running down your face. I'm not saying he bladed. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, remember he did get color before WrestleMania. He had a, big, a pretty nasty gash up in the hairline, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he, you know, popped it open or something or what ha- stitches yeah, popped. It. I don't maybe. know. Who knows? But it looked like, great though. It looked fantastic. He chased off Shane, uh, chased him because Shane was making fun of his dad again. Chased him over the barrier. Uh, they both went over the barricade outside the ring, and Miz came back with a chair and started wailing on Shane, chased him in and out of the ring. And Miz was left standing in the ring with, as you said, this blood trickling down the side of his face, and it looked it looked fantastic. Oh, Hanging up looked, on the ropes with a chair up in the air with a blood thing. Uh, you know what it looked better than? The face paint that was on the Viking experience. Oh, man. The you, you, Viking experience. That's how you're going to intro it. With War Machine. That's how you're going to intro it, huh? You're going to let everyone know who doesn't know already. Viking <sighs> experience. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not watch Raw this week, I have some bad news. The, we, are, we are no longer allowed to insult the wall waiters with our, our Elmer Fudd impression because there was an eight-man tag match. It was uh, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, uh, and uh, Hawkins. Uh, sorry, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream. What? Am, where am I? Where am I? I'm thinking of the experience. Sorry, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet versus uh, with with Hawkins and Ryder, the current Raw Tag Team Champions, versus the Revival. And the music starts up. They walk out, and it doesn't say War Raiders on the t- Titan Tron. And the little thing doesn't say Hanson and Roe. It says the Viking experience with Ivar and Ivor. Ivar, we don't even know. The, the commentary didn't know. And Eric. Ivar and Eric is what they have renamed Hanson and Roe, respectively. Um, the, the Viking experience, Nick. How, how far we have fallen from New Japan War Machine. You know, it's funny because you and I, when they were renamed War Raiders, we kind of made fun of it. We have been making yeah. fun of it consistently. But ultimately, like, I don't know about you. I came around on it. Largely, yeah, it was okay. It was fine. Like, we made fun of the alliteration. But at the end of the day, War Raiders still sounds cool. It still sounds cool. And I get why they wanted to rename it from War Machine. You already had heavy machinery. You already, you know, the, there's a real-life guy named War Machine who was an MMA yep. fighter who beat up Christy Mack, his, his, his girlfriend or wife at the time, to the point of near death, and he's currently serving life in prison because he's a scumbag. And that happened around the time that War Machine came to NXT. So I get, I get why War Machine wouldn't work. We made fun of it. But it was fine. Ultimately, like it's one of those WWE name changes. You kind of go, huh? All right, whatever. We still got to throw the horns up and chant war, yeah, war, exactly. War, and it was fine. And here's here's the next step in that. If they were going to come to the main roster, and Vince McMahon, who apparently has an issue with the word war, even though he used to run a show called Raw is War, and even though they still call Ember Moon the War Goddess, 
for some, you know, the report is Vince didn't like the word war and they were scrambling on Monday night on Monday night on the day of the show to come up with a new name for war Raiders. There are a million names you can come up with. Okay. No war. Fine. Call them the sons of Odin. Call them Valhalla. Call them the Longboat Lads. I don't care. You oh, my God. I like Valhalla. Call, right? That, that would have been call awesome. Call them the Nordic Nancys. I don't care. Like, if you want to have it be so on the nose, oh, they're Vikings. Guess what? They're Vikings. But what kind of medieval times, Renaissance Fair, Disneyland, Princess Cruise bullshit is Viking experience? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? It's the, it is the, I cannot think of a worse renaming for a superstar. Yeah, Viking experience. I mean, that, that sounds good. Let's go with that. You'd have to go back to like the early '90s, new generation WWE, uh, like uh, lifestyle gimmicks, right? Career yes. gimmicks, pre attitude era. Yeah, yeah like I, early to mid '90s. Isaac D. Yankum, DDS, right? <laughs> that kind of yes. shit. IRS. Irwin R. Scheister. Get it? He's a guy who's come to take your taxes. <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> Repo Man. Repo Man. Talk about it. He was in demolition. <laughs> yes. He was in demolition and you made him the Repo Man. Okay, you have to go back that far. This is that level of bullshit. This is on This is that Repo level. Man bad. <laughs> this is Repo Man bad. And at least, okay, their gimmick is still the exact same. They're big Viking dudes who beat you up and they were booked super strong here. They went over in this match. They ended up pinning uh, Ryder at the end of it. You know, so they pinned one of the tag champs. They, they went over strong in this match. Great. Um, and actually, in social media, there's been a big argument. Everybody has been negative about this. Universally, across the board, everyone is negative for because uh, it's obvious. It's terrible. I've not seen one positive response to the renaming of them Viking experience, period. I, 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 you know what? I have. Okay. I have. And what's funny is it was actually a positive response via a... Hey, I get why everyone's mad, but it's not that bad response. And the two people I'm referring to are Mick Foley and Road Dog. Mick, I'm not even kidding. Mick Foley posted, so maybe Viking experience wouldn't have been my first choice, but had there been social media in 1996, I'm guessing the name Mankind would not have been greeted with much happiness either, as opposed to Cactus Jack, of course. Enjoy right. this match with Fergal. Or Dude Love. Um, Finn Balor. <laughs> or, 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 but Dude Love was a brilliant, that was taking the piss. Dude Love was a brilliant idea um that was the, the whole point was to be obnoxious right mankind sure. if you read mcfoley's book his theory behind making him calling himself mankind is actually it's sound right there was a philosophy behind it there was a whole concept behind why he wanted to be called mankind the idea that he was this tortured tortured soul who was representing all of mankind right so there, all kinds of different ideas went into that name. But he wasn't named Mason the Mutilator, which is what Vince originally wanted to call him. He wasn't named Chili McFreeze, which is what everyone wanted to call Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Ice, Ice Dagger. Sorry, Ice Dagger was another one they wanted to call him. Okay? They didn't call him that. They called him Stone Cold Goddamn Steve Austin. And the question, you know, would, would he have gotten over as Chili McFreeze? You know, and, and that's one thing that Mick was, was saying online was that uh, if you have in another in another post, he said, if you know, the talent will shine through, you can get named a bad name, but the talent will shine through. Just give it time. 
Yes. Why? 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 There's that big word. Why hamstring your talent by giving them a shitty name to fight against? Why put Dusty Rhodes in polka dots? I mean, I know it was Vince having a petty revenge against him, but you don't need to put Dusty Rhodes. He's going to get over in polka dots, but why put him in them? Why, why have the Red Rooster, right? He's a talented dude. Why make him the Red Rooster? It doesn't make any sense. This, it, it, I, Nick, Nick, I've been fuming all week on this. I've been building. This has been building up on me. I actually watched Raw on Monday night. And, and you guys know that I normally watch Hulu the next day, but I actually watched Raw on Monday night. I was about 30, 45 minutes behind. W- work ran late, but still, I, I, I was watching this going, is this really happening? I, yeah. I was like slapping myself, pinching my... Am I, awa- am I asleep right now? Is this a nightmare? War Machine went to War Raiders and now the Viking experience. Like yeah. War Machine, like one of the greatest tag teams in the world at the time, War Machine... We were excited they were coming to NXT, goofy at the name, and now it's just, it's another one of these stories yeah. where I think Mick's got an interesting point there where he says the talent will get themselves over regardless of what they're called. I don't know. Yeah. And it, I don't know. Why? Mick, I don't know if I agree with you there. Well, Road Dog did. Road Dog came along and said, see, yeah, I agree, Mick. It's great. See, they'll be fine. And everyone jumped on Road Dog because, of course, he's been on the right side of history so many times, like with the right. with Becky being heel, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. That's neither here nor there. Obviously, I'm surprised Mick's taking the company line on this. I'm not surprised Road Dog is. But the, the bottom line is this. It's a terrible name. It's a terrible idea. I don't know how it got as far as it did. There's been a huge backlash to it, and I'm very curious to see if that has any effect on what WWE does with them. We haven't even gotten to the fact that these guys are still the NXT Tag Team Champions. Right, and that they were on NXT on Wednesday, two days later, Wearing War Machine T-shirts or War Raiders T-shirts. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they still have the belts, and they're they didn't come out with the belts on Monday. They were called the, it. Was, it's bizarre. Uh, like we haven't had enough NXT guys come up. We haven't had enough new toys that aren't getting used. And we'll get to. Oh, san- we're not done. We're just. Oh, we'll get to started. sanity. Yeah. So yeah. No, this is this is madness, and I'm 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 frankly I'm terrified because I just remember the Highlanders. Yeah, of course, you do. Uh, vaguely, yeah. Okay, vaguely, exactly. Uh, th- uh, these guys, it reminds me of the Highlanders. Kind of cool looking. They'll be gone soon. I'm worried about that because they're they're way better than the Highlanders ever were. Yeah. Um, I'm, and so I'm just hoping this doesn't. I really am genuinely hoping it doesn't last. Uh, no part of me at all wants this to be a thing. I actually stopped watching Raw after this. I was so <laughs> mad. I, and I, I, I went and I read through the comments uh, and, and just the, the comments. Through, I looked at the, the way I knew something was wrong. And the reason that I started watching Raw about an hour after it started was because I looked at our thread on the BWO discussion group and it had 97 comments oh in the God. first 20 or 30 minutes. And I went, what wow. in the hell? I better go watch this superstar shakeup. This is some good stuff going. Viking experience. <laughs> I went, nope. I'll watch it tomorrow night. Oh. oh well, that's it for Monday Night Raw. Nothing else really yep, mattered. That's well, our show. You know, that's that's it. No. You know, uh, let's go talk about SmackDown. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish. No, but there's, 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 there's still so much more to get to. That's just the big. one. We had to get that out of the way. That's been. Sitting. I feel better. That it's, was therapeutic. I'm I'm just shaking it out. It, it's. Well, let's see what happens because I I agree with you. I don't think that'll last. Okay, I don't feel any better. We'll we'll have to see what happens in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. I still okay. feel horrible. I'm still, I haven't been this mad at WWE in a while. 
Like really, like you know, I I try to just go. Okay, it'll be fine. Let's see how it works. This is I'm furious. Nick, hey, remember I'm, I gave you all those face wins at WrestleManias? Here's the Viking experience. Oh, oh man. All right, so moving on. Uh, Elias had a segment as well. They were in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and Elias had basically what I could call like a little mini "Who's Your Daddy?" Montreal moment. He Ooh. he gave him he gave him a Seattle where he joked about the Canadians not being in the playoffs and. Nice. It was a nice, lively crowd. They booed the crap out of him before saying that, yes, yes, last week, Undertaker did come out. But if anyone interrupted him this week, they'd never be able to show their face again, which was a cute little line because out came Rey Mysterio. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Rey Mysterio and Elias had a little bit of physicality. Uh, Rey chased Elias out of the ring. A little bit of a botch, but, you know, whatever. It happens with the kind of style that Ray has. I'm not, I'm not rating it at all. What, he, he tripped on the, off the, he was trying to springboard off the ropes and he, he had a slip or something. You know, there was, yeah. a, there was a match before this. Maybe someone sweat on the ropes. Like Finn probably, Finn Balor had a match before this. Maybe he sweat on the ropes or, you know, all that, all that delicious Finn Balor baby oil Rubbed all over the ropes. Mm-hmm. His... Nick, why you got to make it weird? Uh, well, he has to stick it out at us, and they have to zip the camera past it close up every single time. Oh, they don't time zip the out. camera past the fin dong. That it, it it hovers, it lingers on the fin dong, <laughs> a little too much. Make, yeah, gives me weird tingles. But anyway, so Hashtag Ray, fin dong, uh, fin dong. Uh, so Ray was at, Ray chases off Elias, and then who should come out but good old Lars Sullivan? He beats the crap yes. out of Ray. Uh, I don't know. Finally, uh, is it? Mm. Finally, I'm, he's star- here. I'm starting to get the the stink of of like Ryback and uh, Snitsky and some of the other like big men. I'm starting to feel the stink of them on Lars, man. That they're just making him a big monster, and he'll be doing comedy routines and kicking babies and dancing within the next six to eight months. What they do with Braun when he first debuted had came out and squashed little guys and just interrupted and you know at first he was part of the Wyatt family but he was the the big bruiser but yeah. that's mainly what he did when he split up as he came out and he just interrupted and squashed little guys and I, Lar- Lars will do this for a couple more weeks and then he'll actually have a match and you know I, I'll talk later about what I thought I saw coming but it didn't happen uh, I, on SmackDown I don't know dude I I I'm starting to worry about Lars I really am he's not a, he's no Braun Strowman. He's also a horrible person from what we understand. So uh, at least, you know, if you believe the stories about the bodybuilding forums and the things he said there. Anyway, we also had another surprise. Uh, Well, it would have been a surprise if the WWE production team hadn't screwed it up. We had Chad Gable and Bobby Roode in the ring in their robes waiting for some competition. Uh, Only it didn't say Gable and Roode on the little title title, uh, graphic beneath them. It said the Usos. Oops. 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 They cut it out for the Hulu edition, I noticed. But uh, yeah, (laughs) if you watched it live, you had the surprise tag team spoiled for you because sure enough, who should come out to face Gable and Rude but the Usos. Usos have come to Raw. Uh, Given what a wasteland the Raw tag team division has been, is this the best thing that could have happened for it, Nick? Well, you know, as much as I liked what was going on on SmackDown Live, yes, I think this is refreshing. Now you've got the revival. Um, Well, you had Gable and Rude. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, And you've got the revival and the Usos on the same brand now for the Raw tag division. Okay, you have my attention. And AOP, who have been hiding out, but they're still around. Still there, so... Yep. What was injecting one tag team into it going to be the, the the answer to I don't know to be determined because they've they've had two or three really decent if not good tag teams 
you know, hovering for some time now. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, if pulling the Usos over is going to be the, the, the one thing that just kicks it into gear. I hope so. I hope we get to see the Usos and the Re- Revival have a year-long battle. That would be amazing. That's a long time. I mean, New Day did it with Usos for a better part of a year. Fine, let's do that again. Yeah, better part of a year. I'll give you that. Yep. I, here's the thing. I think that it's a really big step in the right direction. I think Usos coming to Raw is a really strong choice. I think there's a lot of tag teams that haven't had uh, the right level. I don't know. It's not the right level of competition. Obviously, the whole thing's just been booked to crap. And I would like to think that they will book the Usos better and make it uh, make it better on Monday Night Raw than it has been. It gives me hope. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, especially if War Raiders. And by the way, guys, just so you know, we haven't mentioned this yet. Uh, we will be continuing to call them War Raiders on this show going forward. I refuse to call them that new name. The same way that we refuse to simply call him Andrade. Uh, the same, same way we, it's hard to call him Ali. And the same way that uh, um, I, uh, Bailey and Sasha, thankfully, are now broken up. But we don't have to ever say that name ever again. Yep. But yes, the War Raiders are also on Monday Night Raw. So that's going to be that's going to be great too. Ricochet and uh, Black looks like they're staying on Raw. We still don't have a definitive answer on that, yeah. but that would be that'd be a really great feud as well. So it, this could be a really good sign for the Raw tag division. That being said, one tag team that is no longer on Raw, in fact, it's no longer on SmackDown either because it's no longer a team, is Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Chad Gable was traded to SmackDown Live. Bobby Roode is now alone on Monday Night Raw. And apparently a heel. Dick heel in a suit time, folks. I've been calling I mean, it. You've been wanting it. Is <laughs> yeah. that what you're going to get is my question. Is, are they going to EC3 him? Or are they going to actually let Bobby Roode be Bobby Roode? Hmm. And, and, you know, they don't exactly have a good track record. He's been languishing a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to say I'm nervous about him being cut loose right now. Um, but, uh, you know, we will see. He is such a fantastic smarmy, as you say, dick heel in a suit. It's what you've been wanting for a while. Let's hope you get it. Fingers crossed. Uh, speaking of Andrade Cien Almas, guess who showed up on Raw to challenge mm-hmm. Finn Balor? Yeah, Bluefin, by the way. Bluefin Balor. <laughs> Bluefin Balor with his Bluefin dong. Uh, was, he came out with his IC belt and was posing in the ring and uh, accepted a challenger. And uh, a new challenger appears, and it's Andrade Cien Alves and Zelina Vegas, who introduced themselves as though no one had ever seen them before, which is, hey, fine. If people, like hadn't, if people, if people only watch Raw and don't watch SmackDown, ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to a fantastic, fantastic wrestler. And sure enough, they had, I think, the best main roster match of the week. Oh, yeah, the this was fantastic. Oh, it was awesome. Even it was the spot awesome. with <laughs> Zelina where uh, outside the ring, she jumps off the apron and does her thing where she Hurricane Rana's yeah, uh, Finn. She swung around. Go back and watch this, guys. I'm serious. She swung around so like deliberately and rapidly that she swung herself into the ring post. <laughs> the camera moves over to Finn, but watch her, not Finn. She yeah. like bounces off of the side LED board that's on the ring and the ring post because she had so much momentum going. <laughs> Said <Yep>. the word. <laughs> uh, don't ever know. But no, it was fantastic. I agree, and I, you know, I love the idea of Andrade on on Raw. The only sad thing is, we did find out later in the week that Finn's going to SmackDown. Oh! So at least we had this on the way out, and and actually, I kind of figured that as a, as I said when he was wearing the blue tights and uh, having a losing, by the way, in a match to Andrade. Obviously, as you said, outside interference, but he did put Andrade over on the way out the door. So that's a really good sign for Andrade Cien Almas coming into Raw. In, is that he is 
coming in looking really strong, looking like they're going to book him really strong. And given some of the other people that he's going to be fighting with over on Raw, this could be fantastic. He, we could be looking at having him be high up on the card. Well, since you um, just said it, Finn's going over to SmackDown. Let's talk about, like, there's, are there any, other than the Universal Championship, what's left on Raw? Besides the Raw Tag Championships. Well, this is actually, I was going to get into this at the end of the show is like some of the other things we learned later. Okay. But one of the things that we did find out later was that there was a lot of travel issues and sickness, illness issues that plagued this Raw. That's why they were doing a lot of last minute rewriting, which still doesn't excuse Viking experience, but it does explain why some things didn't happen this week. For instance, there was supposed to be a segment where Braun Strowman had uh, a fight with Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe being now drafted to Raw. They switched the titles. U.S. title came to Raw. Intercontinental went to SmackDown. Instead, however, we had a bit where Braun destroyed EC3. EC3 was in the ring. We actually thought he was going to do something, and no, it was just a squash where he got tossed off the stage and murdered by Braun Strowman. Uh, I don't know who EC3 pissed off, but uh, he pissed off somebody. Uh, like, you know, I, I've never seen someone be so intentionally buried. Yep. That's not true. I totally have. But this is it's the first time in a long time. <laughs> and it, but I don't understand it. I don't know why. We don't have nobody. Nobody has any idea why they're burying EC3 the way they are. No there are, there was no reporter, there was no dirt sheet. Nobody has any idea exactly why this is happening. Obviously speculation, but we have no idea why they're doing that. Anyway, that's uh, to to answer your question about the belts. Yeah, Joe's coming to Raw, Finn to SmackDown. So we have an even trade. Got it. Boom. Boom. Uh, speaking of people coming to Raw, we did find out someone else, a big name that's coming to Raw. The main event of this evening was two-thirds of the Shield, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, and a mystery partner, ooh, versus the always tantalizing trifecta of Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Never seen them team up before, Nick, and we've never seen them face the Shield either. Did, did I jump through a time warp back to November? Uh, why are we doing this again? And now, I, now it's announced we're going to have a the Shield final reunion, blah blah blah, on Sunday uh, we'll get, on the network. Yeah. What the? We'll get, I thought we'll we did a farewell that. for these guys. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to the the final 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 Shield match <laughs> later no, on in the show. No, for serious, the final. No, one. for reals. <laughs> we mean it this time. Absolutely, truly, the final. No kidding, this time, kids. It's going to be the last one for realsies. We'll get to that later in the show. But yes, yeah, so McIntyre, Corbin, and Lashley once again versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. But here's what made this awesome. Their mystery partner, they didn't want none. It was AJ Styles. Nice. AJ Styles has come over to Raw. Interesting choice. Not terribly surprising. Nope. But, but in, especially when you look at some of the other ch- trades that were made to SmackDown, this doesn't surprise me at all. Yep. Uh, it made all the sense in the world. And I'm actually excited to see AJ on Raw with a lot of people that he's never worked with before. With, with the rise of Daniel Bryan, the Kofi Mania, everything that's Kevin Owens, everything that's going on over on SmackDown, it made a lot of sense to have um, AJ Styles come over. And I like where he's going to end. You know, a, a lot of this I want to talk about in the grand scheme of both shows and the landscape of the WWE. But I'm I'm trying not to talk about what happened the next night on SmackDown too much. But not yet. Not yet. We'll get there. It's, it's important to look at this in the meta almost of, of all WWE. The overall, yes, yeah. exactly. And I, and I think that, that AJ will have some good matchups. You know, uh, Drew McIntyre, if you have a solo uh, feud with Drew McIntyre, that would be great. 
Bobby Lashley's over there. I think he could finally get like a good feud out of Lashley. Andrade, like we just said, Andrade Cien Almas is there. I'd like to see them actually get a real feud. If if you know, and even some of the faces go heel, like like if Seth goes heel again at some point, or or uh, well, I can't really see anyone else who's going to go heel. But anyway, Bobby you know Roode, Bobby Roode is a heel, so another one he might be able to get a good feud out of him. But so no, I'm, I'm AJ on Raw, great call. I think that's a good one. Um, but uh, I'm I was surprised. I I thought he was hit a injured hip. But uh, nice to see him in action. He looked great. They, of course, won this match to celebrate AJ coming to Raw. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was that. We had a couple more people joining Raw. Uh, Cedric Alexander came up from 205 Live this week. He had a farewell match on 205 Live. He was announced that he was joining Raw. Um, and he, we, I welcome him to Raw. I'm looking forward to him being the, the new Apollo Cruise. It'll be great. <laughs> uh. Sorry. And uh, we also found out that Naomi will be joining her husband over on Raw. And uh, she had a match where she teamed up with Bailey, the uh, hug and glow connection. Oh, oh, I can't believe I just said it. They had a match against the current uh, tag champs, the Iconics. It was a non-title match, and they did win, which, of course, probably had to piss off Sasha Banks somewhere, wherever she was. And Because, uh, you know, why not? Why not just have them beat the Iconics? Why, why not? Why not? <laughs> Um, I thought it was interesting. Naomi, married to Jimmy Uso, gets to come over to Raw with her husband. Charlotte is in a relationship with Andrade Cien Almas, and they split that up real quick. Interesting. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, the lust of young children. Oh, uh, yes. They did, well, they just had a lovely tropical vacation, at least. They did. That's what it seemed like from looking at their Instagrams. Uh, what so overall? Before we get into the rest of what happened on Raw and like some of the, like the actual feuds that happened, uh, what what did you think about overall? Like these moves that we've discussed so far. How do you think about like overall? Like anyone that you wish would have come over or anyone you wish would have gone? I, I kind of like every other than the name change. Obviously, I kind of like everything they did on Raw. All of this makes sense. There's nothing that's really scary to me. I have a lot more to say about it once we go through SmackDown and we look at the overall landscape of, of WWE now. And I mean, the interesting one to me is Cedric Alexander coming up from 205 Live. Is he going to start packing more than 205 pounds on now? That could be interesting. Do you really believe he was ever under 205 with the frame he has? He's a little skinny rail. Yeah, I, I believe he's under 205. I, he may have been at one point. That guy's got a ton of muscle on him. But, uh, Either way, uh, I you guys know me. I, I love the cruiserweight division. I don't think they need a whole separate show for it. I wish they would just have a title on mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown or you know the one that moved between brands with different challengers. And they, they could make whole storylines about people trying to drop weight so they weren't eating, so they weren't healthy, so they lost their matches because they weren't in the best shape because they were trying to make weight to get into the cruiserweight division. There's all kinds of stuff they could do. Just kill 205 Live, take it out behind the barn and shoot it and just use (laughs) all of the superstars and bring the cruiserweight as a division and a belt and a title to the actual main roster and treat it like the freaking main roster that content that it deserves to be. Mm. I, I, can't say, I can't say I'm, I, that you're wrong at this point. 205 Live is, seems to be fading away a little bit. And I don't know if that's just they're not driving enough content to it or what it is. There's an argument out there that it's, you know, that Vince was right all along. They should have just had it be gimmicks and Enzo Amore. But I don't think that's it. There's, there's, 
you know, obviously people were watching it then, but it really it was not good. So I I don't I don't know what to tell you. It's a yeah. it's a weird conundrum. That being said, there were some more things that happened on Raw. We had uh, the Becky Lynch uh, saga continues. Becky two belts, the champ champ. Uh, she had a match against Ruby Riot. We did find out that they are breaking up the Riot Squad, and uh, Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot will be staying on Raw. I think that's a great idea. Uh, Ruby finally going solo, which you wanted, Nick. Sarah Logan, we don't know if they're sticking together as a tag team, just the two of them, or if Sarah Logan will go and join her husband in the Viking experience uh-huh. and, and change her name to, like, Olga or something. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so anyway, yes, Becky, uh, Becky beat Ruby Riot, and then out came Natalia to say, hey, we've, we've been around each other for a long time. We're good buddies. Just let you know, I'm telling you face-to-face, I'm coming for your belts, one of your belts. And Becky said, that's great. You can come for it. Meanwhile, Lacey Evans comes out and interrupts and says, y'all both nasty. In ring gear this time for the first time. I have a hard time telling the difference between her ring gear and uh, and her sauntering down to the ramp gear. But uh, she came out and said, you're both nasty. Uh, If anyone's going to be getting the belt shot, it's going to be me. Let's have a match. You and me, Natalia. And Lacey had a match against Natalia. Uh, which is not surprising, Natalia, the Cassius Yono of the of the main roster. So yeah, we had a match. It was fine. It was fine. Lacey got to show off her her sick moonsault move to finish out the match. Yeah, take that, Charlotte. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can do a moonsault. Well, I can do a reverse springboard moonsault. So there. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yep. Um, now this was interesting though because Lacey had that promo at the top of the ramp where she said that. She was. She had gotten this opportunity by currying some favor backstage. Um, do you? Oh I, this is interesting because like the implication, obviously, being that she had done some sort of favors for the boys who were booking backstage. What do you? Was that a little bit too like diva ish? Too like two thousand five? Like, what did you think about that implication in her speech? So this week, I noticed that instead of calling her the classy Southern Belle and Lady of WWE. They called her the sassy Southern Belle. Yes, they're still finding what kind of experience we want to have with Lacey Evans. <laughs> well, it sounds like she was describing her experience backstage prior to coming out and getting this match. Anyway, um, I, you know, I'm not mad at it yet. I'm not exactly happy that this is the path we're going down, but it's. I want to let it, you know, pour some water on it, let it, let it grow a little bit. Yeah, I'm know? not. I have to say, I'm not too mad at it right now, just because it seems like there is an inherent hypocrisy in her saying that, and that's kind of the point. You know right. what I mean? It was kind of like in NXT, her original character being someone who, who you know, talks like she's classy and a lady, but then will get in there and just get, you know, be, play dirty and be a meanie and all that. And that's fine. Like, that, you know, great. Hypocrisy is a great heel trait to have. So, um, and I thought her speech was fine. You know, it was a little bit, uh, a little bit scripted, but they all are. But here's the thing. I think that the Becky Lacey thing's off to a great start. Um, Becky has been savage, unsurprisingly, at Lacey Evans on Twitter, basically calling her new Charlotte, which, let's face it, she kind of is. Vince does have a type, something that we will discuss much more on SmackDown, believe you me. There's much to say about that. But for <laughs> right now, let's move on and talk about something else that happened on Raw, and that's Sami Zayn. Montreal! Hey, Montreal. He came out and uh, got an outrageously huge reaction from the Montreal crowd and milked it. They played his music three times. Uh, he was on a moment of bliss with little Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, and... Uh, 
yeah, he just kept getting his music played and he was getting them to, you know, chant ole, ole, ole and sing along with his music. And then he turned on them and it was beautiful. This uh, was amazing. This was 101 how to do a promo and how to turn on the audience. This was fantastic. Yep. How to, how to pour them into your hands and then just dang, dump them out. <laughs> Oh, it was, nope. it was it was beautiful. You could see it coming. You could see it coming, and you could see the crowd knowing it was coming, and like, oh, fine, we'll just we'll sing along. We know you're going to do it to us. And then he says, "Yeah, I love Montreal. I just hate the people." And he went off on everyone there. Um, they started chanting Kevin Owens at him, which is his his reaction to that. His facial reaction was priceless. Uh, he said he doesn't even live there anymore. He moved to Orlando, Florida, to get away from them. So yeah, long story short, he he beat up his hometown crowd verbally and then once again said see you in hell, dropped the mic, walked away. This was one it was uncomfortable. You know, he's so good on the mic that this felt like it's, it it sounded a little bit like what Daniel Bryan knew Daniel Bryan was doing before he really latched on to the, you know, the save the earth thing. Right. Where he was just, you know, crapping on the fans. Very similar to that. This has an edge that Daniel Bryan didn't have. So I feel like Daniel Bryan was kind of finding his hook. Sammy has his hook. And especially if you look at him on Twitter, some of the stuff he's doing there where he's talking about, you know, the toxic culture and, and everything else. He really has a, a hook that he's working on here. And it's brutal. And I think that this could actually be, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do in terms of matches with him or how at some, how, you know, you're going to get, um, get him really booed during matches. I think they're just in the, still in the make people not like him phase. So I don't know how this is going to transition, but as yeah. far as like make people not like him, this is absolutely good stuff. I love Sammy doing this kind of stuff and I love him in the ring, but there's something that's been off with his booking on the main roster as well. How <laughs> dare you, sir? Lashley would like a word with you. Right. <laughs> exactly my point. Yeah. Oh. So I, they've got to bridge that gap somewhere. He, he's great in matches. He's great on the mic by himself, but the interaction and the booking and the stories that they're trying to tell has never really hit home for me. And and I go back to like when I the first when I first started watching NXT, it was when Kevin Owens walked out with the NXT championship onto Raw. And I went back and I watched like a lot of the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn's feuds that went on in NXT. That's the kind of electricity and stuff oh, that we need. Those were the stories. Days. Oh. Friends turning on each other and just family issues and Oh, you screwed me over. I need some of that, not just... Mm, Everybody well, talks actually. about TakeOver Brooklyn, but I think it was Our Evolution, I think, TakeOver Our Evolution, where with uh, Neville, Adrian Neville at the time versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn finally wins the title, and then Kevin Owens betrays him at the end of the show. Well, and, and yeah, the, apron it, power bombs him, yeah. Yeah, it was Kevin Owens' debut. He had his first match against CJ Parker, who's now Juice Robinson in New Japan, and, and Juice broke his damn nose in that first match. <laughs> Um, yep. that, oh God, those were the days, man. That, that's what Sammy mm, needs. That that's what's missing from Sammy Zayn right now. Well, but of course at the time he was like the, the babiest of baby faces. He was the, he was the great white unicorn. So no, it was, eh, it's a different world. It's, it's curious. If he's going to be a heel. I almost want them to tune his music down a half step and just like drop D it or something <laughs> where it just sounds evil. Yeah. His and music is kind of weird. Same song, same tune, but just like just re-record it in a shitty core, shitty key. Yeah. I like that it now starts to sound sarcastic, but it is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, his music. And they keep replaying it anytime the crowd gets loud, or they, yeah, that's something they they should do just to poke at the audience. Yeah, that'd be fun. 
I don't know how he's going to, yeah, we'll see if he ever, ever, ever able to get back to his being a face ever again. It's, you know, it's weird seeing Kevin Owens as a face and Sammy as a heel. Um, I think I said something online this week about how it's fun to experiment with it, but Sammy is a natural born face and Kevin is a natural born heel. It's fun to see them work the other way. It's, you know, it's like seeing an actor stretch outside of what they are innately born with. Um, and what they what they naturally give you. It's fun to see people stretch, um, and sometimes that works. You know what I mean. And sometimes it's it's it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like what was the movie Tom Hanks played the hitman in? Uh, yeah, like th- that didn't work. Tom Hanks is not a hitman. You can't believe him as being a sadistic killer. Yeah. So he's he's Forrest Gump. That's right. Yeah, he's for he's freaking Forrest Gump. I don't know why I can't remember the name of that movie. I'm sure people will remind me what it is in our <laughs> Facebook discussion group. Make sure you check it out if you're not already on it. And if you can remember what it is, uh, Road to Perdition. Never mind. Never mind. I have Road to Perdition. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. That to, was fantastic. Road to Perdition. That was a really good movie. Him and Paul Newman, genius. Yep. Jude, but Jude Law was the best part of it because Jude Law can play good guy or bad guy. He eh. can give you both. Anyway. Jude Law is eh. Eh. That's, hey, that's for a different podcast. That's for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanity also broke up. We got to drop this out oh. here. Uh, Eric Young has come on his own to Raw. Yep. W- where's Wolf and Killian Dane? Wolf quit. That's right. Wolf quit. Yeah. He put. He posted uh, on Facebook or Twitter that he was leaving WWE. Essentially, that he was leaving WWE. Uh, it's been reported that he means he's going back to NXT which is good because you've got uh, Marcel Barthel down there. You can like reform ring comp. He can go over to NXT UK, join up with Walter. You know, so there's, there's other options for him within the company that doesn't, that's not on the main roster. And that's what I'm understanding that they're doing with Wolf. But uh, Killian Dane, we have no idea. No idea what's mm. happening with him. Um, probably not wanting to go very far from Nikki Cross. Probably uh, not, but we don't know what's happening to Nikki either. It was not announced right. where she was going either. So we don't know. It, it's... Man, if we weren't running late right now, there's so much I could say about how wasted Sanity was. It's it's one more. It's one more thing where they wasted on the main roster. They got to the main roster. Their entrance looked terrible. They looked terrible. They were booked horribly, and they killed them within a matter of months. But look how amazing they were in NXT. It took a little while for them to find their stride in NXT, but they were amazing. And That's the first. So I want to say this. That's the first team that had the potential to be the next shield, if not even more of a stretch, the next Degeneration X. And just run ramp- rampant, chaos. They had the MO. Well, they had it down. I th- if they had, I they think just that, carried it through. I think that the shield and DX is maybe a little bit lofty, but like the, it wrote itself. They're, they're just out to cause chaos. They can interrupt any match and just cause chaos and leave. That is just a cool gimmick in and of itself. Why? What yeah. are the reasons? Chaos. That's the reason. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, they're not good. They're not bad. They're just chaos. Because they feel like because they because, And that's awesome. Yeah. Great. It writes itself. It, it's actually, for creative, it would have been just easy. Hey, what are we doing tonight? Well, they're having a match. Uh, let's just have Sanity break it up. Why? Because chaos. But, well, you, you don't want a match to finish. You don't want the belt to change hands, et cetera. Sanity interjects. Yep. They were the. They would have been the perfect puppet as well for the McMahons yeah. in a greater story, in a corporate story. I you think, know. I think the writing was on the wall when they split Nikki from them. You know. Oh. They just, but anyway, before we start getting uh, down the rabbit hole, Nick, let's move on because uh, Raw mostly was good, mostly good moves. Aside from experiencing a few bad things, it was mostly good. 
But that's not all. We have to go over and talk about SmackDown Live. God, I still can't get over that Viking experience thing. Okay, this week on SmackDown Live, the shakeup continues. Yep. And they weren't done. They, oh, my oh, God. They weren't, they weren't. Nick, I think you and I called it a while back when we said that SmackDown was going to be on Fox in the fall, that SmackDown was going to Fridays on Fox, primetime Fridays in the fall. We said at that point it, that the next shakeup, Roman Reigns was coming to SmackDown Live. And what do you know? The big dog. The big the big dog's going to SmackDown Live. The big dog. You know what? I'm down, Cole. You know have what? A we, we'll never have to hear that again now. Do you realize that, right? Like, now Roman is on SmackDown. Michael Cole is on Raw. It's Tom Phillips on SmackDown. I don't think Tom Phillips has taken Michael Cole's catchphrase here. He, Tom Phillips has never said, it's boss time. When Sasha comes out, we may have seen the end of, it's the big dog. The big dog. They said it, though. Somebody said it. I don't remember who, but I remember it being said. The big dog is here. Oh, no, they did. Yeah, somebody did. Oh. Correct me, listeners. Oh. Let me know. Never mind. So I, I was I'll so excited. I was so myself. excited for a second there, Nick. Why would you stab me in the heart like this? I can't take it. I can't you know, take we, you, it. I want to toss this out. There's an idea for a bonus episode, patrons. If you guys want to hear it, let us know. <laughs> um, I think there's a bonus episode worthy of going through the history of commentary and talking about Michael Cole specifically of the last 20 years, going from 90s frosted tips being punked by the rock and, and the like to ascending to basically the head of all commentary across all the brands I, and, and the influence that he's had yeah. just doing the commentary work. I think there's a great story in there somewhere, or maybe a terrible one. Who knows? Well, but maybe, or maybe a little bit of great, a little bit of terrible, but we, yeah, because th- I think that there's definitely a way to defend Michael Cole, but there's also a lot of things that he's horrible that, that, that he's horrible about. Um, yeah. he can make anything uncool. <laughs> he can make anything uncool. It's a talent. Uh, but yeah, so as, as we we'll, we'll talk about that guys. If you want to hear us talk about Michael Cole for an hour, <laughs> let us know. Uh, but yes, what are the implications and ramifications of Roman coming to SmackDown live? Well, the way like, it was is, presented was was it was special as well. I thought, oh, so, what a, tr- what a, what a, what a blatant, blatant troll. Yes. Yeah. Vince McMahon comes out at the end of the show, a la main event, and says, I'm going to bring the biggest superstar ever, the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. Yep. The Elias. biggest signing in SmackDown history, Elias. And, and he even like, botched what? his strum. Black <laughs> Yeah, it was great. So comes out, tears down Montreal again, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere gets interrupted by Banner, Banner, Roman Reigns. I actually thought that we were going to see a Braun Strowman come out here as well to face off against uh, Roman Reigns or Elias. See, I, I didn't I knew expect we Roman to come, come through the curtain. I knew that we weren't going to see Braun Strowman because I knew that Joe came to Raw to feud with Strowman. Okay. So that I knew that's a, that's a feud that's coming up. So I, this to me was, th- this seemed blatant. Uh, I, I actually, they did troll me a bit. I didn't think that he was going to bring out Elias. I thought that they were just going to go full into this and be like, hey, the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history, Roman Reigns. Yeah, and we too. were going to go right back into the last four years. But here's the thing. They still kind of did. 
You know, like even though it was a bit of a troll with Vince McMahon saying, hey, the biggest acquisition on SmackDown history, Elias, ha ha ha. No, just kidding. Here's Roman Reigns. They, you know, it's still Roman Reigns coming out as the big acquisition of SmackDown in the main event, even if the storyline is kind of a little swerve. It's still them. It's their way of saying and highlighting Roman Reigns is the big news of someone coming to SmackDown live. It, it means that, you know, what we were saying when Roman got sick and had to go deal with leukemia and all of that, and he came back, and everyone loves him now. Well, yeah, but they're still... I, I'm, I'm starting to see it. They're, they're going to book him the same damn way they did before he got sick. It's, and we're still, gonna, it's still Roman Reigns, you it's guys. It's still Roman Reigns. Like, yeah, now we're kind of like, oh, Roman, buddy, you're, you know, you're a cancer survivor. Can we boo a cancer survivor? Let me be clear. We never booed Joe... We never booed Roman Reigns the man. And I, I mean, maybe at the beginning, but he got a lot better. He wasn't doing suffering succotash. They wrote him better. At a certain point, he became an, you know, a really all-around excellent performer. We stopped booing him, and we just booed his booking. Yep. Right? Well, if you start booking him the same way again, we're going to be back where we were. Well, this so, time he actually comes out and gives Vince McMahon a Superman punch. Hashtag oh out of nowhere. Uh, and he actually hit him because you could see a red spot where your skin was broken on his chin. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that or not, listeners, but go back and watch the, the Vince when he's Vince laying is, in Elias' yeah, arms. Vince is crazy. Vince is crazy. He wanted Kevin Owens to headbutt him. He probably told him backstage, oh, don't you hold back, big dog. Knock my you know, jaw off. Uh, come on, pal. Come on, pal. Great. Uh, don't, don't be a wuss now. Really, really lay it in. So, yeah, I, uh, we'll see. Roman's on SmackDown. Again, It's this is just because of the Fox deal. They're having their biggest uh, chess piece on what is going to be their biggest show. SmackDown is going to be their A show now. This, to me, is just showing that hand. This is so, absolutely them saying, yep, hey, guys, guess what? SmackDown's our A show. And so now you look at AJ going to Raw, and you see, okay, AJ is their essentially their number two guy. Him and Seth, they're like just below Roman guys. So now you have both of them on Raw to keep Raw viable, and you have the big dog over on SmackDown. All by himself. Well, Daniel Bryan. Which- uh, and Kofi now. Let's see how long they keep running with the Kofi thing. And Finn Balor's over there now. Kevin Owens is a face. You've got a bunch of big faces over on SmackDown right now. So... Mm. Who's going to turn? Hmm. The one thing they're missing is some some really high level heels. I think you know. I yep. don't. I don't consider Randy Orton a high level heel anymore. He's a he's a B plus heel. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Uh, so yeah, as we said, Finn Balor did come to SmackDown Live. He had a match against Mustafa Ali, and it was lovely. Yes. Finn Finn two for two this week, and uh, yeah, he beat Ali in a very nice competitive match. They shook hands afterwards. It was lovely. Um. You know, the only thing they didn't, they didn't mention Joe going to Raw at any point on this. And I, I think it's weird that they don't really put more storyline behind champions changing brands. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's the universe, the intercontinental champion. He's on SmackDown. Okay, cool. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, it's but, a shame they could. I mean, well, let's be clear. They were changing Viking experience at noon on Monday before the show went on. So uh, I, you know, I, at this point, it's we. What do we expect? They're they're writing in such a fast paced, hot shot manner that, you know, from what I understand, and all of the interviews with ex creative people and writers that I've I've witnessed or read from, 
they start writing on Wednesday as soon as SmackDown Live is over, and they've got the whole rest of the week to do yeah. it. But you have to give you have to give what you're written to Vince. He'll give you notes back. Then you have to resubmit them. You have to go through the whole process like time Big and time meeting again. on Monday before the show at yeah, noon, and then and, and then, then and then Vince can change it the day of, and often does. Hey, that thing we were talking about last week, uh, we're not doing it again. No, we're we're, we're changing that, pal. Uh, uh, anyway. Finn, you're like Finn Balor. You like that name? I woke up this morning and had a you know had a weird crick in my back, and all of a sudden I think I'm going to call him Jiminy Jameson. Yeah, Finn Balor, you're now Jiminy Jameson. Go out and get that over, kid. All right, have fun. I just I agree with you. Just missed opportunities to be able to make the superstar shakeup something that has inherent like somebody can be really pissed off that they got switched off their brand because they had a feud going and now they can't get to that person so now they're pissed off at the McMahons and they just want to tear shit up so it's like a instant heel turn for them well this is something I want to really mad when we get like, to they're the just end gonna of go start this. tearing people up for no reason sure and when we get to the end of all this shakeup stuff and we really like can kind of look back at it here at the end of the show I want to I want to talk about what they could have done better as far as the actual shakeup because I do th- I agree completely with what you're saying there's so much room for story here um, and things they could do as far as, you know, the, the reasoning behind people going one place or another and, and actually give us a story as opposed to Finn Balor is now on the SmackDown zone. How, what is he doing here? You know, and just having it be like a random surprise. Yeah. So uh, other moves we have basically the woman's roster just went bananas. We had a whole segment that was just all women's roster moves. Bailey is now on SmackDown Live, announced she's no longer teaming with Sasha. She got booed out of, of the building, which was crazy. Uh, this all happened because Becky was in the ring, basically saying, hi, I'm back. I'm on both brands because I'm both brands champ. Ha <laughs> ha. Ember Moon came out to challenge her. The war goddess. She can use war. Um, anyway, so Ember Moon The moon experience. Out. Oh, Stop. Oh, no more. It hurts every time. Amber Moon comes out. Uh, she's back. She looks badass. It's great. Uh, I don't know if she's getting that first feud against Becky, though, because a lot of people came out to challenge Bailey, as I said, came out, got booed to hell. I don't know if that's just from the association with Sasha or if Montreal just doesn't like Bailey for some reason. It was weird. I couldn't figure it out. They just kept booing her. Just kept booing her. Um and then uh, we had, let's see, Paige well, came I mean, out. Hang on. Well, I jokingly oh, said I it at the beginning out. of the show, but I, I think Bailey is kind of the worst thing that happened to Sasha. Well, I okay, disagree. I, 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 their match in Brooklyn certainly wasn't the worst thing that happened to Sasha. Okay. The, the main you're talking roster about something was, completely different. I'm talking about the fact was that the they were pairing that them up. Yeah. Okay. Fine, yes. And it trickled down to Sasha. No, I, when, when they first teamed up Bailey and Sasha, you and I were in complete agreement that was a terrible idea. Yes. Terrible idea. Should have never done that, and that was the beginning of the end, in my opinion. Yeah. And here we are two two years later almost, and it's No, just- they less than a year. I mean, they teamed them up uh they teamed them up last uh August, September, somewhere on there. When they when they stopped the whole Sasha in the middle of a heel turn. When remember when Becky threw Sasha in the stairs and said, You ain't shit? Remember yeah. that? That was great, wasn't it? Those yes. were good times. That was less yes. than a year ago, Nick. Oh. I know it's I know it's felt like forever. It was less than a year ago, and it was the dumbest damn thing ever to make them friends after that anyway neither here nor there as we were saying uh becky in the ring ember comes out bailey comes out she gets booed the iconics come out they laugh at everybody they say hey becky you got two belts guess what we got two belts guess what bailey doesn't have either of these belts bah, ha, 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 ha. we're iconic and then this was uh, amazing 
And then uh, after they came out, Paige came out and was like, hey, remember when I said I was going to announce a new tag team this week? Well, I'm gonna. I'm managing. And she gets cut off by Fire and Desire. Mandy Rose. Mandy. Mandy. And hey, we, uh, we also and didn't Sonya call Deville. out that, that Paige was also on Monday Night Raw in a fun little segment that was kind of pre-recorded. There was like a dollhouse and like a thing. And then it, she was sitting in her little rocking chair. You know, I was actually trying to not talk about that, Nick. I was trying to not bring up that the Bray Wyatt thing. We'll save that for the end of SmackDown because they did okay. that. Vin, they did that vignette on both shows. Uh, God, <laughs> all right. It wasn't Paige. Damn it! It was a doll. Oh, it was a creepy okay. doll. I didn't, I didn't know. Okay, <laughs> I, I understand how it could have maybe been confusing. Paige here, uh, but yes. So Paige came out. Uh, she apparently. Uh, Fire and Desire interrupted her. They came towards the ring, and Paige said, no, 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 no. We're not reforming Absolution. Just kidding. The team that I'm managing going forward is the team of, drumroll, please, the Sky Pirates. Yay! Io Shirai and Kyrie saying, just like we thought. Yay! Oh, no, but, what a but, great idea. What? No, if, no, what, no, what? 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 But, no, but it's Asuka and Kyrie saying, not Wait, Io what? Shirai. What? What? She, there's, there's, why there's would you no put Asuka? Why would you have Asuka be with Kyrie Sane when they already have Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane as a tag team down in NXT? Why would you? Why would you take Asuka, who's one of the hottest women that they have in terms of her booking and her press to prestige? She just had. She just. She's got an like. She can go and fight Bailey right now. She beat Bailey earlier in the year at the Royal Rumble. There's a whole storyline there. Why would you put Asuka in a tag team? Why would you do that, Nick? Why would you do that? I. You know, she just beat Bailey. And, uh, Bailey. Bailey. She just beat Sasha and uh, I can't even say I can't even spell I talk right now. Why is Oscar in a tag? Why team? is Oscar in a tag team? Oscar she and just beat Kyrie Charlotte Sane. Flair and Becky Lynch at TLC to become the SmackDown Women's Championship a mere few months ago. Yeah. Why in the hell did she lose that belt? Why in the hell did she not get a pay per view title defense if they were going to take it off of her? I I, I am I. I I don't want to say I'm done. I don't know that there's any more fury that I have left in my body after this week to properly convey how mad I am about what what's going on with Oscar uh, right now. I have so here's the thing. The the I, okay, so Oscar and Kyrie Sane are now the tag team that Paige is representing. There's a lot that I do like about this. There is. I think that it's 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 completely a waste of Oscar. I think that it's the wrong thing to use her for. I think that you had a ready-made tag team with Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. I don't understand why this was done. But now that it is done, this is kind of like a War Raiders from War Machine thing, where or even the Andrade Cien Almas, like, well, it's a dumb thing to drop the last part of his name. It's dumb. But you know what? He'll be fine. Asuka will be fine. Her and Kyrie Sane on the main roster will be great. Having Paige as their spokesperson is going to help with the language barrier. You know, it's about time they put they they finally realize let's put a manager with people that have a bit of a language issue and they'll get over. Especially someone as over as Paige. Like yeah. this is this is ultimate, and they're gonna they're gonna get those belts. This is this is a championship team. Period. Full stop. They will be champions. It's please one, give it, them a name and a single song and a single band Tron yeah. and all. Please do the work. It right. takes like half a day. And this will be a great way to introduce Kyrie Sane so people aren't like, oh, it's little Asuka, even though, you know, a little bit it is, but it will it will help them differentiate the two when you see them side by side. You know what I mean? So this this there are arguments why this is a good idea. I just don't like it. 
I don't like it. Hashtag the wrestling. Yeah. But yeah, this is the, it is frustrating because they should be treating Oscar differently. Um, she should be getting opportunities. This is not the one that I think a lot of people would want her to have, even though ultimately I think it will be fine. It's it, we can just look at it as maybe it's a detour from her singles career, but uh, I still don't think they should have done it. I think that there was a ready-made storyline with her and Becky or her and Charlotte, and that's what they should have gone with. But not this, not this. And you could have gone that sky, had the Sky Pirates with with Paige and would have made a lot more sense. Oscar should have been the one, not Ember Moon, coming out and challenging Becky for that belt. Agreed. And, and and making that that call. I'm very excited for Ember Moon. Let me be crystal clear. We've been saying for six or eight months that they've been stashing Ruby Riot and Ember Moon until the time was right. And the uh, time's right. Time's right. We, Absolutely. We, we, we've seen them split up Riot Squad and Ember Moon debuted on SmackDown. We're in the new, Here we go. We're in the new season, if you will, of yep. WWE TV programming. And so now it's time to to... Give some new people their opportunities. Okay. Right. Fine. But, but, I'm excited for those two, but I definitely would have much rather seen Oscar come out and say, I want my title back. And even if she had Paige as the manager, and uh, this could be really fun. They could really make a big thing out of this where Oscar just does nothing but scream in Japanese. And she's like, okay, Oscar, okay. What Oscar's trying to say is, and essentially just speaking for her in a Masende kind of way, but it's, <laughs> that that always that always seems patronizing to me. Like I liked what Zelina and uh, Andrade did on Monday Night Raw, where she said, "Oh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Andrade speaks French." And Andrade starts rattling off in Spanish at the at the, uh, the French Canadian crowd. That was yeah. hilarious. Brilliant. That was great stuff. I don't know if you know, but if it's just someone standing there, um, and you know they say something, and their 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 manager starts saying what they're trying to say is is this. It always feels a little patronizing to me, but it can work. I, I will openly admit it can work. So hopefully it will work here. The only thing I could think of though was that this kind of mishandling of Oscar is it really it always whenever they do this makes me think of Gail Kim and the the apocryphal story that Jim Ross told about when Gail Kim was in WWE. And was, you know, very popular and people wanted her to be over and Vince would kept putting the kibosh on it. And they asked, you know, like Vince, why? He's like, well, she's not, she's not as good looking. She's not attractive. And Jim Ross literally had to sit Vince down and show him Asian porn, not to try and arouse him, but to prove to him that people were attracted to Asian women. And Vince apparently would not and could not believe it. He thought it was a joke. Wow. That is insane. But it also, when you think about it, it really explains why all of the biggest women in WWE right now and kind of throughout history have been blondes. Six foot blondes. Well, yep. uh, Trish Stratus wasn't six foot, but she was, a busty, well, sure. she was a busty blonde. Vince's wife, blonde. She, he has a type, and that's the only type he will push. Keebler, Kelly, all of them. Yep. Yep. So and and Lacey Evans, you and Corey. I, you and I both, yeah, you and I both said as soon as he gets an eye on Lacey Evans, she will be at the top of the card. And we've just watched her walk down the ramp for the last four months. You know, yep. <laughs> Don't forget about Lacey. That's all, Lindsay. Dude, it's Lindsay Evans. It's Lindsay, right? Uh, uh, no, but that's the thing is we watched her walk up and down the ramp for the last couple of months, and I have it started getting it started bugging me because I know Vince is back there in the gorilla going, ah, she really cuts a figure, doesn't she? 
There's no other reason why she was walking out there all those times, just to have Vince walk, watching her strut. Was our anger at Vince Russo misplaced? Was it really Vince McMahon? Um, I think it was both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, to- if Vince makes the call... Right, but, you know, we always say this is like we always get mad at Vince and Vince, but they both made brilliant decisions too. Every time that we get a Viking experience, I always go, "Yeah," but Vince also saddled Seth Rollins with the "Burn It Down" in his song, and when that first came out, we both went, "What the hell is that?" And now it's the most brilliant thing. So, he's the bass slayer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. So that was that was the big why. From SmackDown, it ended up in an eight-woman tag match. Fine, sure, okay. Uh, it was it was fun, as you would imagine. Oscar and Kyrie stood tall. Kyrie did show off the insane elbow. Great. So we had some other people announced coming to SmackDown Live. We didn't actually see them. This was all just announced that this was happening. Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy is coming from Two Hundred Five Live to SmackDown Live. That is fantastic. Brilliant. I'm so happy about that. He is. I bl- I truly believe he is the next big thing. He is unbelievably good. He's going to, uh, I, I think that's honestly when he lost the title at WrestleMania, I think you and I both thought he was coming to the main roster. Sure enough, Buddy Murphy to SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. Heavy Machinery have been announced for SmackDown Live. That's fantastic as well. Hopefully they will let them not just be comedy jobbers and they'll let them actually have competitive matches with like New Day and the Hardys. Um, Throw the and bar in there if you want to, you know. The bar, sure. Uh, even Rusev and Nakamura would be yeah. nice. Um, I, hey, they're good wrestlers. I hate that they're in a tag team, but just thinking about good matches. Yep. We also had some later on announcements. We found out that Mickey James will be coming to SmackDown Live along with apparently every other woman. So Lars Sullivan is officially a SmackDown Live wrestler. <laughs> and a, and Everybody that's not Lindsay Evans, you're going to SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, Cedric Alexander is going to Raw. So Apollo Crews is going to SmackDown so that there's no confusion when they're both being buried at the bottom of the card. Uh, There were a couple of other things happened that were not about the shakeup. This was, oh, so the main through line of the show, Kevin Owens had the Kevin Owens show at the top of the, uh, a top of the show. And as he was in Montreal, of course, everyone was happy to see him. He's a face now. He was made an honorary New Day member. This is my favorite thing that happened all week, by the way. This was fun. Kofi and Big, uh, excuse me, Big E was not here. He had uh, obviously surgery on his meniscus on his leg. He was out this week. So we had Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston in the ring with Kevin Owens. They had some nice patter going on. And Kevin uh, asked and became an honorary member of the New Day after a little love fest in the ring. When he got a little so, upset that they challenged that he couldn't, he didn't have his, the hip movement, and he started thrusting his hips around very awkwardly, I, I, it's one of the first times I've gut laughed at WWE TV in, in a long time. Yeah. It, that was hilarious. I, this and whole segment, so, I really enjoyed him trying to put on this tiny little crop top and then the unicorn horn being placed upon him like a crown. Yeah. Oh, this this was brilliant. This is what was great about this, this is, is it, felt, <laughs> it felt like this felt like they were going off the cuff for most of it. It yeah. felt like they had this. This felt like they had bullet points that they had to hit, and the rest was up to them. And what was great about like a lot of it felt like they were like riffing on each other. Even when they were like, "Oh, I'm going to call myself." Uh, Kevin says, "I'm going to call myself the Big K." No, no, no. Wait, I'm going to call myself the Big O. That's funnier and it has a better ring to it. That's great stuff. 
as you said, him kneeling down when they were knighting him with the unicorn horn. It felt organic. And I wish there was more of this. I, because obviously at this point, Vince doesn't, they've, they've said Vince doesn't get New Day. He doesn't get them. But he also trusts them. He's smart enough to know, just let them go out there and say what they're going to say. Let them do what they're going to do. They're going to get over. And that feels like what they did with this segment. Just guys, guys, go out there. Just be yourselves. Yeah. I trust you. You're, you're, in, uh, you're in Montreal with Kevin Owens. It's going to be hard to screw this up. <laughs> Pretty much. But, you better uh, deliver. And they, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, we saw that backstage, Rusev and Shitsuke Nakamura were watching them on a monitor. Cesaro showed up and said, hey, we all don't like them. We're bad guys. Let's challenge them to a match later on, which they did. There was the questionable decision to have Kevin Owens, uh, quote unquote, try to break Big E's record to eat a whole pl- like entire enormous plate of pancakes in under five minutes. Uh, they gimmicked it, but yes, Kevin Owens did finish all those pancakes and then had to go fight in a match. I kept waiting for him to hoof up all those pancakes in the middle of the match. I'm not, I'm not lying. I, I thought that would have been a great spot, that but they didn't fantastic. go for it. Yeah, it, it would have. It's that's funny. Drake Maverick peeing, not funny. Kevin Owens puking under the ring because he, he just ate eight, 1800 pancakes. That's funny. Um, the one thing I had to question about this is this heading towards a big E heel turn. Interesting that you bring that up because I do have some speculation. So speculate, speculate, my friend. I've been I've been thinking we were going to get that for some time, but I think that they look at the new day as a cash cow, and any kind of thing that they do to break them up until they even show any sign of a downturn, which they've yet to do. Um, that's probably getting kibosh that completely. I mean, keep the merch coming in. Hey, come up with a new gimmick. You did cereal. You did pancakes. What's next? Uh, finger sandwiches right. or something, right? <laughs> Just something, right? Cucumber sandwiches because all of a sudden you're royal right? and you need to have tea. You know, I, I don't know. It's going to be oh, something outrageous. Just imagine outrageous. all the phallic jokes they can make with cucumbers. But don't don't break them up yet. I think there is down the road a time for Big E to break out and be a singles wrestler and we can have a pseudo shield kind of thing where they all fight with each other and mm. they figure it out over the course of a year and who's bad and why they do it and blah, 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 blah. But I, I don't do that right now. They're they're one of the no. most over things in the company, highest selling merch in the company. You'd be yeah. a fool to tear that down. It would be along the lines of Stone Cold turning heel. Oh God! Back in the day, oh God, it was just yeah. poorly timed. You had that wait a little longer. Uh, I agree, but you know what? Hey, it would also give a really good feud for Kofi. So oh, who knows? Man. Who knows? If they'll pull the trigger on it. Uh, I'm also curious what's next for Kevin Owens. Like, who's he going to feud with with the with the new roster? Obviously, he's he's. Again, like we were saying with Sammy, he's weird as a face, but it's fun. Yeah, um, it's fun to be able to cheer him, and he is still doing the stunner as his finisher. I love that Rusev. It looked like Rusev when he took the finisher in their match later. It looked like he botched it, but then later he showed that amazing clip of Vince McMahon taking the stunner the first time Vince ever took the stunner back in the day from Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he just you know Vince is is known for being horribly unathletic, and he took it just the worst cell of a stunner ever where he's kind of collapsed over the front of stone cold and then started like shaking. And so Rusev, <laughs> the Rusev said his horrible cell of the stunner here was in tribute to Vince's uh, stunner cell back in the day. That's fantastic. So, well, I'll allow it. <laughs> well, well done Rusev. Well, well done, played, man. Sir. If that was actually intentional, if it wasn't a botch and that was intentional, that's goddamn brilliant. 
That's I'm, I'm waiting brilliant. for somebody to like get stunnered out of their boots and like they they just they they jump up in the air and their boots are just sitting still on the floor. How they would know. do that, I don't know, but that would be. I don't brilliant. know, but they'd have to sell it like uh, Kev, like um, Scott Hall did at uh, what was that WrestleMania 18? Was him and 18? Yeah, seven, no, I think it was 18. Maybe it was 19. No, it was 18. 18. Uh, you're right. Him versus Stone Cold. Yeah, <laughs> just did that amazing sell. <laughs> Anyway, uh, one last thing about the New Day before we move on. Uh, Xavier Woods, he got gutted. Up, up, down, down. His YouTube gaming channel got gutted. He uses so many SmackDown guys on it that all went to Raw. AJ Styles, The Miz, The Usos. Those guys are all over Up, Up, Down, Down. He got murdered. Like, he, every once in a while, he'll get Seth Rollins. You know, but uh, yeah, he lost a lot of dudes. Xavier. Call me. I play video games. <laughs> yeah, but you, aren't a, but you aren't a cool wrestler, Nick. I mean, I got a big beard and I look like one. You know? No, the, re- the response is, it's okay. Now there's Tyler Breeze. That's the correct response. Uh, All right, fine. so... Uh, who is a treasure, by the way. If you yeah, watch the is, Up Up Down YouTube is. channel, Tyler Breeze is an absolute treasure. I, I bust balls, but... Yes. Um, all right, so we are we are way over time on this. Let's let's knock this out of the park here. Charlotte also had a match versus Carmella. She beat her, no surprise there. Uh, Lars Sullivan came out to kill our truth after the match. Our truth was looking after Carmella. Lars killed our truth. All right, uh, and then uh, Nick, that was the superstar shakeup. Really quick, like final thoughts is overall. This is what we we're kind of hinting at this earlier. Is this format overall the idea that we shake up everybody once a year? Does that work? The way that they're doing it, we mentioned their lack of foresight. They write everything the last minute. Would this all be better if they weren't just kind of going at it last minute and saying, all right, you're going here, have a match. And if they actually give a storyline going into this, like, or, or is this working for you, the way they're doing this? So everything I've read in the interviews that I've heard from ex-writers and things like that, they're out there. You guys can find them. But they, what I've gathered is that there are long-term plans. There are long-term storylines at play. It's just that they have to shuck and jive back and forth and Vince hot shots a lot of stuff at the last minute. So it's not that they're not planning a lot of this stuff out. I'd really like to understand one level deeper of why they moved a person to where they did and that it wasn't just a, oh yeah, let's put them over there because we're taking this person there and it'll even it out. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be that simple. There has to be a grander plan at play here. Whether it's business balancing out two different P&Ls, tell me something. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a reason why you're moving certain superstars. You know, give AJ Styles to Raw, but you got to send Roman Reigns over there because that's too many. And Seth Rollins, you got too many expensive guys on Raw, and the payroll's way off, right? So sure. tell yeah, me something yeah. like make that. It, make it something about business, like you said. I even liked uh, as as cringy as it was at sometimes. That was part of the entertainment of it when they did the actual draft, and you had the GMs of Raw and SmackDown up there saying, "I'm taking so and so. I'm taking so and so." Right. And that was really fascinating because some people like Carmella, I remember, got drafted last. And that was something she used in promos for the longest time. Cesaro went really late and he cut that really vicious promo about how he didn't want to be on Raw anyway or something like that. You know, it was that kind of stuff was engaging. It made you feel like you were really watching something happen as opposed to just arbitrary nonsense, which is what I felt we had this time. Or you could have you know the corporation or the McMahons coming out and just announcing that so and so, congratulations on winning your match. You're going to Raw, you know, yeah. and just and it'd be a reaction. It'd be like, no, I, what about 
no, and just yeah. make a thing out of it, not just somebody walking out to their entrance music I and agree. the crowd going, "Oh my god!" Another level of storyline. Another yes. le- and it, and whatever frankly, it is, and frankly, I'll, I'll, I'll go along for the ride. Just whatever yeah. it is, but do something. And it wouldn't take much. Nope, it really wouldn't. It you know half an hour, write a quick script, give it to the announcers, even yeah. you know commentary. That's all. Um, you know, Nick, I had a couple more questions here for us, but I, I, you told me before the show, the listener questions were all very like shakeup based. So let's actually skip over that. We'll, okay. we'll obviously be talking more about the shakeup down in the listeners, uh, questions section and let's move on over and talk about the wide world of wrestling. NXT got back down to business this week, uh, opening up with, was it, was Johnny the first? No, it was Velveteen dream coming out. Yep. Velveteen dream comes out with the North American Championship, and Kayla announces that it's going to be for the North American Championship in defense of against Buddy Murphy. Yep, they announced this a couple of weeks Hello. ago. Uh, this, was, this was good stuff. Once again, Buddy Murphy shows that yeah, he is indeed uh, the best-kept secret. He can work with anyone. Dream looked great here. Fantastic match. Um, I actually think this was my match of the week. Like It was this or Finn oh, yeah. and Andrade. This was uh, fantastic. I don't. Here's the thing. The only question I had of this match is, which one of these guys is the bigger star? Which one of these guys is going to go further? Dream. I think Dream has more potential, but Buddy's more likely. Buddy's a better wrestler. Dream's a better sports entertainer. Agreed. And I think that's that gives him the edge. Dream also has a much more easily messed up gimmick. Sure. sure. You know, I, that's 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 the thing. I think that uh, if I were to be a betting man. I would say Buddy Murphy, but uh, except for his size, whereas Dream, mm, man, so there like, are there are too many legends and heavyweights pushing the absolute hell out of Dream behind the scenes for him not to be an overall success. Well, like, I, I I know he's going to have this. I think they want to strap the NXT title on him after Johnny. It's my hunch. Uh, so I think we're probably going to see Dream throughout the year in NXT. But I would not be surprised if we saw that guy on the main roster leading up to Mania a year from now. I mean, they can't screw him up too much, right? He already is the Velveteen Dream experience. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, speaking of Johnny Gargano, I don't think Dream will be the next one. I think he might be one or two down the road because Johnny Gargano did come out to celebrate this week, his new title win. But he did not get to celebrate it long because the Undisputed Era came out and uh, started talking smack from the top of the ramp. And Roderick Strong, I think as a way to make up for his failings at the last pay-per-view took out Johnny from behind. And uh, it looks like we're heading into another feud, uh, continuing feud with Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. I could can, see, can we just have them promo off every single week? Oh, I know Johnny it's, versus Adam. It's good just, Lord. It's good stuff. It's really is good stuff. But that being said, I thought what was interesting here is we're continuing with Johnny and Adam. And it wouldn't surprise me if Adam got that belt back. War Raiders got stripped from their title belts and undisputed was draped in gold within the next few months with dream on a path to take it off of Adam Cole down the road. So that would okay. not surprise me at all. Uh, I could get on board with that. Same. I, would, I figured I would they would have called Adam up by now, to be honest with you. Uh, and undisputed. Dude, you have to, if you're an undisputed era, you have to be looking at sanity and war Raiders and, 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 and AOP and everyone else who they've called up and just going, Nope, we're, we're Nope. We're good. We're, we're good right here. <laughs> we'll stay right here. We are. We are just fine. Also, dude, I don't call up Kyle O'Reilly before Kushida shows up. Let Kyle O'Reilly, Riley and Kushida have some matches. You guys, you guys, you guys, trust me. Can we please have Kyle O'Reilly and Matt Riddle as well? Oh, uh, uh, 
Like, Excuse let me. those two chain wrestle and grapple the absolute shit out of each other. Please. Oh, oh Please. my goodness. I got Make the, it happen. I got the tingles. Regal. Uh, <laughs> I just flash back to Samoa Joe. Regal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Regal. Uh, we also had a match. Dijakovic. 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 Dijak. Dijak. Dijak killed a jobber. Uh, uh, Aaron Fry was his name. And then afterwards, he demanded a North American Championship title match. Dijak versus Velveteen Dream. Is it too early for Dijak to be going for the dream, do you think? Uh, yes, but I think he's going to have to go through Keith Lee in a program that could potentially lead up to take over for SummerSlam, uh, Keith Lee and Dijak, before he ever gets a chance at that belt. Uh, if you're right, uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have to hold off, and Dream's gonna have to hang on to that belt so that they can put the NXT Championship on Adam Cole. But I think if I'm right, they could fast track this, potentially put this championship, a North American Championship, on either Keith Lee or DiJack, and we could see Velveteen Dream going against Johnny at Takeover for the NXT Championship because we kind of already know Johnny's one step short of going to the main roster. So I, I that's I where my one, head's he's at. He's one foot short of going to the main roster. Sure. But uh, sure. at any rate, the, the point is, is that, yes, I think that uh, eh, I could see Dijak going for Velveteen Dream. I'm just worried that at this point, having him giving him a loss this early would, I think, uh, undercut him a bit. Um, but if, that's as you why said, I'm saying he has to go through Keith Lee first. Yeah. I mean, you even heard the crowd chanting, Oh, because we Keith all, Lee, we all Keith want Lee. that again. But Keith's yeah. injured. He's still. I mean, I I, I I don't know how injured he is still. I, I, he's been doing house shows, so I don't know. I think everyone still wants to see that Keith Lee DiJack promo uh, oh. and feud. And if that's a feud that ends no up no DQ this time, no count out. If that please. ends up, if that ends up in a three way uh, for the North American oh. Championship, <laughs> I'm on board. Um, I'm tingling right now. <laughs> lots of tingles on the show today. I tell you. Uh, speaking of tingles, Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler, last chance match. Obviously, this would have been better if we'd seen it before SmackDown, but uh, Kyrie Sane had to put her opportunities for the for Shayna Baszler's title on the line. In other words, if she lost this match, she would never be able to challenge Shayna Baszler again for the championship. So, as you would imagine, she lost. But it was weird how she lost because Io Shirai showed up. And got her DQ'd accidentally. She basically, you know, shoved Shayna to try and keep her from beating up Kyrie, who had a bum arm. But uh, yeah, Io got Kyrie DQ'd. Now, is this the sort of thing where it's just to protect Kyrie so she doesn't get pinned on her way out, or is it supposed to make us wonder about Io, or is there is there are they setting up a program later on where Kyrie's going to have some beef with Io? What, what was the thought behind this? Do you think? Uh, so I took it her she was running in to save EO from getting her elbow stomped uh, the way that Shayna does it and the way that we've seen her do it to a couple of break, other women. Break her arm, Maybe. yeah. Breaking her arm, right. So she ran in to prevent that. Uh, re- regardless of which woman she shoved, whatever, I, I think we might see something in the next couple of weeks that will explain, that will fit, bridge the gap between what happened on NXT this week and how Kyrie debuted uh, on the main roster. I doubt so, you're getting I, that, but I, I hope to see something at least explaining what Io Shirai's mindset is after this. Um, but I like Io Shirai being like the, the only woman left going for Shayna Baszler. Yeah, and, and that's exactly why I think she's going to be the one to take it off. It's not if, it's when. 
Yep. I called that a takeover. I thought they were going to do it, but they didn't, which was weird. Why? Like I, I didn't like that they they, they Brock Lesnar to Shayna again. I didn't you mind know, it, <laughs> but I, I love I love Shayna. Mark. So. Yep. Yeah. I love me some Shayna. Sorry. Uh, also, really quickly on two hundred five live, Arya Davari pulled out a win. He was in a fatal four way with Grand Metalik, the the horribly underused Grand Metalik, Akira Tozawa, and Mike Bennett uh, Kanellis, and Arya Davari pulling out a win. So. Maybe we're getting some momentum for Mr. Davari. Huh? Uh, we also had Cedric Alexander's retirement match. He uh, He's leaving 205, as we said, to go be Apollo Crews on Monday Night Raw. He had a match with Oni Lorcan that was spectacular, as you would imagine. Oni Lorcan getting the win and waving goodbye to Cedric Alexander. Everyone that gave him a nice uh, standing ovation on his way out from 205 Live. So good stuff. Uh, Mr. Nick, I think has come to that time of the show where we need to talk about our listener questions. And ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you would like to submit your listener questions to be read and answered on this show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash BWO and sign up for our $5 tier or up. And you too can have your questions read on the show. And I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who submitted this week. It's always fun to do these. I love this part of the show. Yes. First question from Will. What would be a top feud for each of you on each brand featuring at least one new acquisition, singles or tag. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I already said I want to see AJ and Drew McIntyre on Raw. Um, I want to see the Usos and uh, the Authors of Pain. And that's Raw. I would love to see um, Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan. For obvious reasons. I would love to see Superface Braun coming out to save everybody from Lars Sullivan. I think Lars... Well, that's not going to happen. Lars is on SmackDown I, and Braun's I, on Raw. I understand. That was that was my hope. That was what I was hoping was going to oh, happen what, on oh, SmackDown. I see. Oh, I see. When I Lars see interrupted and Roman came out. I, anyway, I just, bah, it all went to gotcha. shit. Um, <laughs> all your hopes and dreams. I think Ember and Becky window. could be really, really good if they book it right. Um, that's one that I would be interested in doing. I, I agree with you on the tag team. I'm anxious to see Revival Usos. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a fantastic oh, pairing. Yeah. Revival Usos. Uh, Finn Finn Balor, Buddy Murphy. Yep. Or Kevin Kevin Owens, Buddy Murphy. That's good stuff. Who, Roman Reigns, Buddy Murphy. Who, who's, Hell, yeah. Dude. Anybody and Buddy Murphy. Give me Buddy Murphy and Finn Balor. That'll be, Buddy that Murphy would tear and, the house Buddy down. Murphy and Buddy Murphy in like a, a, one of those Mortal Kombat matches where they're both wearing like just different colors. Right. Yes, give me that. Just just clone Buddy Murphy and start a wrestling promotion. <laughs> this is the the Buddy Murphy wrestling promotion. Yeah. That's that's what we'll do. Here BMO. The, the, B, the, BM, the BMO wrestling. <laughs> BMO. BMO wrestling. Buddy Murphy organization wrestling. All Buddy Murphy all the time. <laughs> God. He's not the best kept secret anymore. All right. There you go. Thank you for the question, Will. Next up, we had Andy. Do you think the WWE has delivered on their promise back in November of making changes and listening to the viewers and audience? Also, does the shakeup represent those changes? Um, I, I'm going to say yes because look at what we got at WrestleMania. They, we, and I'm going to see. I, I agree. Yeah. Yes, but also no. Okay. I think that they're. You know what I mean? No, I'm serious. I think that they have done. They have made some. Uh, changes listening to us. They've they've definitely thrown some cookies our way. Um, I think that all the face wins at WrestleMania was definitely a nod towards that. But I also think that 
they are doing a lot of things based strictly on business decisions, not on what people want to see. You know, I don't, I personally, I was not sitting here going, man, I really hope Roman Reigns goes to SmackDown, but he did. I was very shocked by that, by the way. I wasn't. I saw that coming because that seemed to me it seemed like a cold business business decision based on the fact that this is the show that's going to be on Fox it's, and needs to pull three million viewers minimum in the fall. It's April eighteenth, guys. That's going on the air in October, and I think it's right at the eighteenth, middle of the month mark. You know, we're, yeah. we're we're six months away from it being on primetime Fridays on Fox, and they don't want to they don't want to do it at the last minute and not have the ship be sailing smoothly. Right. If you know what I mean. Yep. So yeah, I don't, I you know the the kind of stuff they're doing with uh, Sasha and Bailey, the stuff that they're doing with the revival. I don't think all of that is fan service. Listening to the fans. So yes, Kofi, absolutely, they're listening to the fans. Becky, for sure. I think Becky was the plan before that, though. But even then, you know, you could argue they were listening to the fans all the way back last summer before they even said that in December. Yeah. Um, Except for Road Dog, Seth. Uh, <sighs> Road Dog listens to Vince McMahon first. Yep. And uh, anyway, the, the the fact of the matter is, yes, I think that there's two answers to that question, and it depends on the scenario. Yep. But at least they're at least they seem to be doing it more than they were in November, December, sure, or a year ago, right? Shoving Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar down our throats endlessly. Well, just wait. Roman's coming back, babies. I'm just I'm telling you right now. Brace yourselves. Roman is coming. Superman punching a shitty spear and. One, two, three. Anyway, moving on. Thank you for the question, Andy. Uh, next up, Jacob. Uh, who do you think will have the most success on their new brand? And do you like them splitting up teams like Sanity? No, I think we made that clear. Uh, Riot Squad, <laughs> Root and Gable via the shakeup without a story. So we we did have some comments about a lot of this stuff. I think the best thing to happen to Root and Gable was the fact that they did split them up. And, and I, I'm still him. shocked that I said, uh, brace yourself, Roman is coming, and you, you let it go without saying anything. Yeah. I'm shocked by that. All right. um, yeah, so do I think that, uh, do I like them splitting up those teams? Sanity? No, not at all. I think they completely squandered Sanity. That was a, that was a great example of why we worry when teams come to the main roster. Riot Squad? Yeah, I think that's fine. They did, they... You know, serve their purpose. They they ended up being a lot better of a team than we initially thought they were, which was an absolution light. They ended up being actually a pretty solid team. Ended up being and better, I'm, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm sad to see them split up, but at the same time, Nick, you and I both agree that all three of those women need to have some singles careers at this point, especially Ruby. I, I wouldn't uh, even be mad if they left Liv and Sarah as a tag team, you know, a sort of David, sure. and, David and Goliath tag team kind of set up. Yeah. And yeah. let Ruby go have the singles career that she's earned at this point because she absolutely has at least the opportunity to. And, you know, those two can stay as the women's tag division because they need they need bodies. They need workers. The, the problem here, Nick, is that you forget that Liv is blonde. And so, therefore, Vince sees her as Raver Charlotte. And so she's, she's going to go have a successful singles career on her own. So you, you're, you're you're a little off with your speculation there. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, and finally, Rude and Gable, uh, he was saying... Yes, we did say we liked them splitting up. We didn't like them being together in the frickin' first place. So them splitting up is wonderful. Uh, as far as who will have the most success on their new brand, I think that right now, um, uh, let's see. The weird thing is Seth has the title right now, so I can only imagine he'd drop it to a heel. And the only new heel that's anywhere near a title picture right now is Andrade Cien Almas. 
Um, I would not be surprised if AJ went was the first one to go get it, though. Yeah, I could see. I mean, AJ, and they AJ would put will be, on some barn burner matches. AJ will be successful no matter where he goes. Yeah. I'm sad the Miz is once again on a different brand from the IC belt because I would love to see that happen. Um, I think it's just a matter of time before Roman Reigns is the champ. In fact, I would not be surprised if Roman Reigns was the WWE champ by October 18th. You heard it here first. Mark your calendars. I, I was gonna, he's going to win it at dangerous, SummerSlam. and Dangerous. On, uh, I don't even know what day it is, Nick. That's I moved this week, kids. I don't know where I am. April 18th. Uh, April, 8, April 18th, 2019. Sir Ian Dangerous says Roman Reigns will be the WWE champ by October 18th. We'll, we'll carry so. the championship to Fox is what you mean. Mm, yep. yep. That's exactly right. I say he wins it at SummerSlam. All right. We'll see. Yep. Thank you for the question, Jacob. Next up, Eric, with sanity being broken up during the shakeup, should Nikki Cross be repackaged as Sister Abigail and be put with Bray Wyatt when he returns? That's that's not a terrible idea. It's actually this is something that I've heard be floated before. So we we actually never got back to that stupid vignette. And I you know this I just why I want to keep forgetting these these Bray Wyatt vignettes they're doing. This week they had the um, there was like a little weird little dollhouse and a rocking chair that or like a rocking horse that was rocking on a on a tough teddy bear's neck, and then this creepy little like female jigsaw looking doll that started laughing. It was Annabelle, it was awful. Uh, yeah, like Anna, yeah, like an Annabelle kind of thing. It's whatever. It's all terrible. Um, people have wondered if that is going to represent uh, like Nikki Cross, and Nikki Cross will be joining with Bray Wyatt. Eh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. As hate opposed it. to nothing? I, I don't know. They obviously don't get her. Now that Sanity is gone, like her whole purpose of being the crazy chick is almost kind of useless. Like I, I, I despair. I despair for Nikki Cross. I, as you know, like I went from being the biggest Bray Wyatt mark to being like I can't even think about him without getting angry. And... um like that was that was my initial that was my that's my Viking experience from like four years ago was was the Bray Wyatt the House of Horrors race. Match. Oh God! I made him hurt. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't mean to do that. I was just trying to clarify. I'm sorry. Why would you do that to me, Nick? <sighs> um, to to answer Eric's question, and I don't know if this is uh, Eric Young or Eric Rowan or or Eric the Viking from the Viking experience, but uh, Eric, no. I really hope they don't put Nikki Cross with uh, with Bray Wyatt because I want to see Nikki Cross succeed and Bray Wyatt will fail at anything he does because it's the WWE and they do not understand what to do with him. Period. Yep. Hard stop. Which makes which makes me confused because look at what they've done with the Undertaker and you know kind of demonic, dark, Ugh. witchcraft, sorcery kind of entrances. He got over. He got over despite all of the goofy shit that they put on him at the beginning. And the other thing is he used to win. Yeah, he used to win big feuds. He would win the WWE Championship. Bray Wyatt didn't. Bray Wyatt did not do that. Yeah, he did. Even even when he even when he would win, he would then lose. Yeah, fair enough. Excellent question, Eric. Uh, I hope it works out the best for for Nikki Cross. To be honest, uh, next up we had Brian with the Riot Squad now broken up. First Sanity, now Riot Squad. Do you think WWE got it right by shifting Liv, Liv Morgan to SmackDown, or do you think they should have moved another member? assuming there was no way of keeping them together as a group. Uh, this is an easy one for me. They gutted the Raw women's division. Um, right now, the women's division on Raw is... Alexa Bliss is the biggest star you have over there. And Lindsay That's Evans. A, uh, yes, <laughs> and Lindsay Evans. 
Um, so yeah, leaving Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan on Raw, especially because Sarah Logan could go be with War Raiders. Uh, Ruby Riot can now be a singles wrestler as a heel. Uh, and and with Nia Jax injured, I think that she will be one of the biggest heels on Raw. It's a great position for her. SmackDown, I think Liv Morgan will find something to do. Um, I think that if you had Ruby or Sarah on SmackDown, they would fade into the background. I think Liv will fade into the background, but at the same time, she does need to work on everything a little bit more than those two do. So no, I think I think that the way they split up the 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 Riot Squad, if they had to, was the right way. Yeah, and I, honestly, and this is not meant to be mean in any way. Love her to death. I think Liv Morgan should go back to NXT. I think it would Ooh, be. I ouch. think it would be really good for her. They're short on top female talent right now, especially with Kyrie coming up. Hear me out. I don't know. All right. Well, they can't figure out who else to put the belt on besides Shayna. Bianca was a bit of a meh. EO is like, you've even said yourself that EO is, you know, is she even over enough yet, but they're the ones she's pushing. I think Liv could have a decent run in, in NXT for a year or so. Well, right now she's one of the only few uh, heel singles wrestlers on SmackDown. So, there could be a place for her there. Sure. Sure. It's it's her, Charlotte Flair, Mickey James, and Lana. Those are the only single singles heels on SmackDown. Uh Mandy Rose and Sonya are in a tag team. The iconics are in a tag team. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks for the question there, Brian. Uh next up, Mr. Divian Draws. I think his name is Jonathan. I'm not hundred percent sure of that. Uh I am all for the shakeup. There is some great potential in these matchups is it really a shakeup though why not take advantage give the top folks a breather and let the folks holding down catering get a shot Oof. do a remember me tourney and create some soft pushes rather than just keep the same faces and heels doing the same stories with different people on different brands I like this question. This is a we could talk same. for an hour about this. We could and unfortunately we are running late so we can't but that being said, this so this yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, I think that you know some of the people that are holding down catering are holding down catering for a reason. I don't think that you know Sin Cara and Mojo Rawley and Titus O'Neil and No Way Jose should be in the main event. But that being said, you know, reminding us during these shakeups that they exist is definitely a positive thing. I think that he's he, you know you're absolutely right about that there. Um, just to just to absolutely to really shake things up and try to get some fresh starts. That being said, from a business standpoint, that's nowhere near as safe. And they're yeah. definitely going for the safer option here, which is, hey, look, we're taking the same people and sticking them with new people isn't that fun. Yeah. I like and the does, idea of it does refresh things. I like the idea of doing something maybe even exclusively on the WWE network off to the side. Maybe make it a part of main event or something along those like, lines uh, where I don't know, like Worlds Collide? Something like that. You or know, they have yeah. a, an actual ladder tournament of sorts where you have an opportunity to stand out as a mid-carder, yep. a lower mid-carder. So you can have these kind of baller matches that organically get you over because you know you, you put on a good match. Overnight, you almost elevate yourself by doing so. So I, I think he's got a point here where they're... It, it's yeah, not that they're not given... It's not that they aren't capable of it. It's not that they're hanging out and catering for a reason or on their own. It's they just really haven't given been given that shot yet. Yeah, and they have. Uh, frankly, they have started doing those little tournaments you were mentioning on the side, and I'd like to see more of them. Yeah, so. exactly. 
Thank you for that question, and thank all of you for your questions this week. If you'd like to get your questions in, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for that $5 tier or higher, and for just 5 bucks a month, you can ask a question on the show that Ian and I will answer right here uh, every single week on Busted Wide Open. But Ian, we're not done yet. Let's land the plane. Let's bring it home, but we got to go over some other news. Beep, 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 beep. Yes, sir. All right. So as we mentioned earlier, there is going to be this coming Sunday, something called the Shield, quote, final chapter. It's basically going to be a house show where Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins team up again against the scintillating new tag team of Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin. Uh, also on the show, Why? also on the show, Finn Balor defending the Intercontinental Belt against Elias. Uh, let me give a spoiler right now. We're not covering this on our show. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be this is this is nothing. This is fluff. We might yeah. mention it some, uh, you know during the news segment next week, but the, yeah, this is fluff. I don't know. If I don't, were, I don't if, know what if they this were going to broadcast it live is. to Facebook. Maybe we could do a watch party or something with it. But I, yeah. I have really no interest in this. We've seen this. Why I've are got, they doing this? I got stuff to do Sunday, man. Right. <laughs> Especially when it comes. I got an apartment full of boxes. The Danger Palace has been moved. I've got I've got stuff to do. I don't need to oh, watch this for the now. billionth time. <laughs> I, I'm saying that sarcastically. <laughs> it's it's Los Angeles. We live in like tiny little rat houses here. Uh, Ronda Rousey is officially on a quote impregnation vacation. She's uh, ovulating. Her words, not mine. She posted that uh, along with a picture of her kissing her her husband uh, Travis Brown. Was it Trent Purple? Trent Purple, yes. Trent Purple. Trevor Green. Trevor uh, Green. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so, yeah, so she's officially out. I guess she's going to go, like we said it might happen, she's going to go start a family. Unless she's trolling us all and and uh, she's going to come back in a couple of weeks and kill Becky. Who knows? But uh, that's what she's saying. Have okay, bye. bye. Have fun. Bye. Cool. Uh, Luke Harper. This is sad. Luke Harper has given his notice. He's done with WWE. He intends to not renew his contract. Here's the sad thing. He's choosing a bad time of year to do it because his contract isn't up until November. And then WWE could theoretically keep him in stasis and hold and freeze him out for six months after that because of the six months he just was on injure, injury. So they could they could hold him for a long time if they were feeling mean. But uh, hopefully he's leaving on good terms. Happening. Uh, you know, never underestimate the pettiness of WWE. So we'll see what happens with Luke Harper, but you will not be seeing him on TV anytime soon. I've never heard a bad word about that dude. I don't see that happening. Well, doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that they're not going to screw him just so he doesn't go to AEW really quickly. But uh, Nick, shall we make this official? Luke Harper to AEW. You heard it here first. first. Luke, Luke Harper, Luke Harper going to AEW. Excuse me. Uh, In other name change news. The uh, War Raiders weren't the only ones getting their names changed this week. Punishment Martinez is now Damian Priest. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. I, I really liked Punishment Martinez. I thought that was a great name. Damian Damian Priest isn't bad. Uh, he'll, I guess. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a big question right now. Is Daniel Bryan injured? There are some reports. At least it's not Punishment Experience. Never going to get old. Uh, is Daniel Bryan injured? That's the big question on everyone's lips right now. He has not been seen since his WrestleMania match. There was a rumor that he was being he was injured, and uh, there are some major speculations and some pretty well well uh, respected sources that are saying that yes, he is. But what kind of injury is unknown? Obviously, if it was a head or neck injury, it would be devastating. 
But uh, so hopefully it's something minor, like he tweaked an ankle or something. So we do not know. No one knows what's up with Daniel Bryan, and people are starting to worry. Maybe he and Bree are on their own impregnation vacation. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe he does he's, want uh, more kids. So maybe he's injuring her. Never mind. Moving I on. Know. I don't. Right, I don't know where we get going there. With that. All right. Uh, Vampiro, announcer for AAA and for Lucha Underground, former wrestler, has uh, announced that he is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, which is a major bummer. He is vowing to fight it. He says it's very early uh, stages at this point, but that is a bummer. He's not an old guy by any stretch, so that is uh, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I could make a, a really distasteful joke about how that might have like that. And it's actually not even a joke; it's a genuine speculation because he had some. Uh, play calls at AAA that were just, you know, it felt like he didn't know exactly what he was talking about. And I'm wondering if it was kind of like, I remember Ronald Reagan bungling some speeches uh, towards the later er uh, part of his uh, presidency. And it kind of reminded me of that. So I know it's kind of a bit of a morbid speculation, but I'm wondering if that fed into it. But at any rate, Vampiro, we wish the best for him. And uh, hopefully he uh, figures out a way to fight this horrible disease. Kid Lycos is also injured. He injured his shoulder again. It's like the third or fourth time in a row. It was so bad, he is being forced to retire, mm. which is a real bummer because he was a future up-and-coming star, uh, known for being a, uh, a tag team champion in Attack Pro, CZW, Progress, Fight Club Pro, uh, Attack Pro with, uh, with Chris Brooks. So this is a bummer. This is a big bummer for me for British wrestling as a whole. So... Uh, sorry to hear that. Kid Lycos retiring at 22 years old. Ouch. Mm. Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Killshot from Lucha Underground, and Garza Jr. officially have joined the Performance Center along with Kushida. We've, we've speculated Shane was going to go for a while. He's been working over and Evolve, but now he's officially in the Performance Center. Hopefully, we'll see him on TV and NXT very soon. That dude is talented as hell. Speaking of talented as hell, Kenny Omega officially will be facing SEMA at Fight for the Fallen. Also, they announced that Brandy Rhodes will be facing Ali at that AEW event coming up this summer. Uh, we also know that Tony Storm, current NXT UK Women's Champion, will be working some shows for Stardom. Hmm. She's going. She's going back to Stardom hmm. uh, at that Krakowin Hall on May sixteenth. That's pretty awesome. And also in Shinkiba, first ring on May third through sixth. So she's going back to Japan for a little bit in May. And uh, she hasn't. Uh, she hasn't been to Japan since I think last year, like. June, July. So, am I yeah, reading into Tony, this too much? Am I am I speculating that something is amiss here? I don't know. Dep- you know what, Nick? It depends if she comes out in stardom holding the NXT UK belt uh, and, and with her NXT UK music. If she doesn't, then I would say start speculating. If she does, I think it's just uh, them spreading their brand. Yeah. And I think that it's smart for them to finally do it. They were, they were, so, they were, WWE was locking that stuff out for so long. I think it's smart. They're finally freaking doing that. Yeah. If that's what they are. Uh, speaking of WWE and money, Undertaker has just accepted a new contract for apparently uh, just a ton of money to stop taking indie bookings. Ever since last year when he thought his career was over after that horrible, horrible tag match in uh, where Saudi Arabia, he was, uh, as we reported before, he had taken all of the Undertaker nomenclature off of his social media and was taking bookings uh, out of character, including at StarCast. This is coming up on uh, the weekend of Double or Nothing in May in Vegas. 
Apparently, WWE was really unhappy about this. They didn't want Undertaker going and taking these indie dates. So they got him back under contract so that he could only work for WWE. Apparently, they just gave him a scads of money. But his StarCast contract was so airtight, they could not get him out of it. Can you imagine what the lawyers WWE has and StarCast locked him down? Damn. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty amazing. But uh, so yeah, Undertaker, <laughs> if, you didn't, if you're not seeing him at StarCast, apparently you ain't seen him because WWE doesn't want him getting out and shooting and all the rest of what, the, what he might do on indie shows. And then finally, speaking of shooting, Sexy Star. <laughs> known <laughs> sexy for her star, shooting in yeah, various ways. Uh, unfortunately known for her shooting. Uh, sexy Star has come out and said that the woman's revolution and evolution is a result of her winning the Lucha Underground Championship uh, and that everyone who's in the woman's revolution can thank her. Uh, okay. Hang on hey. a second. <laughs> that would be the title you held for one week and then lost it immediately to a guy the next week. Yes, how very revolutionary of you. Uh, this was actually refuted by a lot of people. Tessa Blanchard, Paige, Nick Aldis, Medusa, et cetera, et cetera. They all had some snarky tweets back at her, basically telling her, know your role and shut your mouth. Go back to, to fight. Although, to her credit, Sexy Star did win her first shoot boxing match. I think it was last week. So apparently she is good at shooting. Who Damn. knew? Who knew? Well, that is the news, Nick. There you go. All right. Well, guys, that's our show for this week. We ran a little bit long. Apologies for that. We're trying to get We never do that these days. No, we not never, us. Never, no. never. One little note. We did a quick poll on uh, Facebook, and we're going to be looking into, potentially as the show grows, moving the listener questions segment to something that I'm kind of dubbing an after party. Uh, where we'll do it as a live stream on Facebook Live inside of the Busted Wide Open discussion group. But to see those, you're going to need to be able be in the Busted Wide Open discussion group. So head over to Facebook, send us a join request, and get into the group and be ready for when we make that switch over at some point in the future, probably aligned when, when we go live again. Hint, hint, wink, wink. You can also yeah, find which, us. <laughs> go ahead. Which, 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 which is a lot of fun. We were so close to getting live again, and then I had to go move. Good yep. times. Yep. Yep. So now we got to do all the little testing stuff all over uh, again. Uh, Yay! <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at BWO Podcast, YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. And of course, we love our patrons. Thank you very much for your support of this show. And if you want to get in on some of those awesome bonus content and reward tiers, the ability to ask listener questions, all kinds of good stuff, head over to patreon.com slash BWO and sign up. But I'm Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, somebody stop the damn experience. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.